Hey y'all, Rick Houston here, and I want to tell you about my new show, the Moonshine and Motorsports Racing Podcast. I've partnered up with the state of North Carolina Department of Natural and Cultural Resources to help uncover the history behind moonshining mountain boys, professional wheelmen, and the backwoods and city lights of the Tar Heel State. In the first episode, I sat down with Winston Kelly at the NASCAR Hall of Fame for a little behind-the-scenes gossip about Junior Johnson's engineering skills. He's got two things in his hand, pipe wrench and channel lock pliers, and they weren't new. They had been been around the block a time or two. What the first deal they built, I bet. No, no, you know, I think they were, the the pliers had been red before, but paint had worn off. And in the second episode, I talked to a professional hillbilly, a.k.a. Dr. Daniel Pierce of UNC Asheville, to find out the real history of moonshiners and their battles with the revenuers. He wrote about one of his experience of trying to chase down this uh, this bootlegger and this this souped up car, and he he complained that the government gave him these piece of crap, cheapo cars, and that, that were really no match. But he thought he was doing pretty good, and then the guy just hits it and just takes off and practically disappears. But then the guy makes a bootleg turn uh, and comes back towards him. And as he said, it was a game of chicken, and I was the chicken. And so he ran off the road. And actually, he was the guy who, who caught Junior Johnson at his daddy's steal when Junior got tangled up in a, in a barbed wire fence. So check out the Moonshine and Motorsports Racing Podcast, available on YouTube, DailyDownForce.com, and all of your favorite podcasting platforms. And be sure to check out my regular show on NASCAR history, the Scene Vault Podcast. Eric Estep here. One of my favorite parts of being a NASCAR fan is collecting diecasts. It's how I got my start on YouTube, actually. To me, a room is not complete until it features shelves of NASCAR diecast cars. It's as good a time as ever to continue your collection or begin an all-new one by pre-ordering your favorite driver's 2022 next-gen diecast at LionelRacing.com or at any authorized Lionel retailer. Lionel is the official diecast of NASCAR, and don't miss Lionel Racing's NASCAR Authentics diecasts at a Walmart or Target near you. Not only is Lionel the official diecast of NASCAR, but they're also official supporters of the Out of the Groove Podcast Network. So what are you waiting for? Head to LionelRacing.com to order your favorite driver's 2022 diecast. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Eric Estep here. One of my favorite parts of being a NASCAR fan is collecting diecasts. It's how I got my start on YouTube, actually. To me, a room is not complete until it features shelves of NASCAR diecast cars. It's as good a time as ever to continue your collection or begin an all-new one by pre-ordering your favorite driver's 2022 next-gen diecast at LionelRacing.com or at any authorized Lionel retailer. 
Lionel is the official diecast of NASCAR, and don't miss Lionel Racing's NASCAR Authentics diecasts at a Walmart or Target near you. Not only is Lionel the official diecast of NASCAR, but they're also official supporters of the Out of the Groove Podcast Network. So what are you waiting for? Head to LionelRacing.com to order your favorite driver's 2022 diecast. going on guys it's your boy darian gilliam aka black flags matter back at you again with another edition of the nascar weekly podcast on bfm i am joined by our usual podcast panel as well as the one and only tyler aka miscraft how's it going man it's going pretty well um it just got back from class like half an hour ago and i was like oh god am i gonna make it so we're good now See, um, I, I, was afraid, I was afraid I was about to say Minecraft for a second, too. Like, I don't know. I always, like, mispronounce it. Like, we all do. I, I think I think we all have it at uh, one point or another, probably. But it's great to have you on tonight, for sure. Yeah. yeah and uh, we are coming off a thrilling race, uh, the end of the round of 16 at Bristol Motor Speedway on Saturday night. Uh, I'll start off with the Eric East up here. Um, uh, dang, I said your last it's name me. again. I said your last name again. I don't know Very, why. Uh, this point, I'm getting habit. used to it. It's Very professional. All the time. Dang it. Yeah. But anyways, uh, let's get your early thoughts on the race, Erica. What'd you think? Oh, man. Where, where'd it even begin? We got five of us here. We're all going to have a lot to say. I mean, it's Bristol. It's fantastic. Everyone knows Bristol's great more often than not. This whole weekend was no different. Even the ARCA race had some storylines. Todd Gillen, or not Todd Gillen, sorry, David Gillen getting fined <laughs> and suspended afterwards. Hey, I mean, who to go dads. after? Who to go after? Which driver? Uh, I didn't even see. Was it Taylor Gray? No, it was Drew Dollar. It was Drew <laughs> oh, Dollar. Oh, that after. makes more sense. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. I, one or the other. I mean, take your pick. The whole Arca field's a mess oh, these days. But yeah. Arca was something. Trucks was something. Xfinity was maybe the best finish in NASCAR history, at least the most memorable. It'll be on those top ten lists that we we'll, that we see during rain delays uh, for years to come. Uh, and then the Cup race was uh, was very solid. I mean, it was a great. It was a very competitive race. I love that the guys below the cut line, aside from Kurt Busch, Michael McDowell, showed up like Reddick. Eric Almarola was near the cut line coming into the race William Byron did what he had to do and ran in the top five most of the day finished there uh at the end of the race Reddick with that uh, loose wheel got put behind the eight ball never really recovered and then Almarola they just lost the handle at the end so that kind of ebb and flow of the race uh sort of uh, trending like oh it's, it's gonna go great and then there's a plot twist and suddenly Almarola is running 20th like he has all year you know I thought that was it was a good storyline it was a race full of great storylines and you know I, I mentioned this in my video but the finish you know it was an exciting eventful finish when with like five laps to go, NBC had three windows open showing three completely different, but all very relevant battles. They had two different leaderboards on the side, one showing the top, the top, you know, in the running order. And then the other showing the playoff cut line. Like there was so much information being thrown at fans really all night long, but especially late in that, in the race that uh, it's going to go down in history as one of the best, definitely probably the best cutoff race since they've implemented this style of format, but just in general, one of the most eventful Bristol races of all time, I thought. Definitely. Yeah, I, uh, I I gotta say, like, I got I was watching it live, and so it was like the last thirty laps, like every few seconds, I'm just like, oh my god, that just happened! Oh my god, like 
I, I, I was like kind of doing my, you know, bad impersonation of Dale Jr. You know, oh, God, car ass. He scared me um, again. He scared us he all. Did. He did. He did. This is like I'm a weekly thing you, now. I was, I was, I was sitting here with, with Riss watching the race, and I'm like, you don't understand. I was, I was explaining to her, you don't understand the fear of like Benny Parsons. And then Junior's like, oh, I got a car around. I'm like, whoa, Jesus. <laughs> That's basically the same and I'm like, thing. Yeah, it, it is. It is. Um, but man, man, that was fun. Um, I, I thought like the first 450 laps or so, even the first 400, I guess you could say, was like a seven out of 10 race. It was really good. You could tell stuff was building up. There was a lot of storylines that you could really draw from. And then like the last 50 to 100 laps yeah like this was a pretty good race but then like i feel like in the last 30 laps it basically like accelerated this race this rate yeah yeah i mean i personally gave it like a nine out of ten i thought it was like right up there i just i I don't know why i just couldn't give it like a 10 out of 10 maybe it's just because like my standards for bristol are that high Mm. i don't know but man i i I just I had so much fun watching that compared to even like the Darlington finish. Like it was one it was one of those races where I was literally like standing like wanting to stand up and then like sit back down and then it was like I I kept shuffling and moving. Like I couldn't stand or sit still. Uh and and to me when a race does that when I'm constantly like needing to move or needing to do something or just like on the edge of my seat like that you done your job. Uh, I love the battle between Elliot and Harvick. I, I, I personally think no one really did anything wrong, all things considered. I mean, Harvick, I know, said that uh, it was a, a chicken shit move, but then he's also the same person who nearly turned Larson into the inside yeah. wall for cleanly passing Definitely him. Definitely not yeah. consistent. Definitely. Yeah, so uh, to, to me, I think everyone's fine with it. I'm cool with, with how it went down. Uh, I think in the moment, maybe I wasn't, because I'll be honest, I wanted to see Harvick win. Uh, but man... Like it's just it was fun. I love fun races. That was fun. Yeah, definitely. It wasn't even the best one of the weekend. It was. That's the funniest yeah, it's, part. It's one of those things. Like, as a big Matt Kenseth fan, we can all relate to our favorite driver. I don't know who your favorite driver is, Ms. Craft, but are they still racing? Yeah. Yeah, it's Denny Hamlin. Yeah. Okay, oh, so you're a Hamlin so. guy. All right. Okay. <laughs> so never mind. Maybe you can still relate. But like the the four of us, Danny's obviously a big Bowman fan now. But I know uh, when we were all fans of our drivers you know when they're in the lead late in the race like your heart rate just starts oh, yeah. like just it's that adrenaline hits you just while sitting on your couch uh since yeah, at least for me since matt kenseth retired and i don't count last year aside from indianapolis he wasn't really relevant all season long uh you know i haven't felt that or you, i don't feel that very often anymore this weekend got that adrenaline pumping just you know i didn't have a strong rooting interest but uh, that battle between harvick and and elliot uh harvick sliding up into elliot cutting his tire down elliot coming out and side swiping him down the straight away and then uh, obviously the incident with Larson almost getting hooked into the wall turned into one of those epic camera shots of Larson fishtailing it all down the straightaway and holding the lead like dude's a badass Harvick's a badass he was a madass at the end of the race you know Chase Elliott is is the people's champion you could hear it in the crowd all night long you know man so many great storylines what do you think Tyler what do you think yeah, of that race what are your thoughts? I thought well not just that race in general like the whole weekend I think is one of the greatest weekends we've had in NASCAR history like I mean every single race we had fans getting upset or going chaotic about something you know mm-hmm. truck race you had kbm guys possibly you know uh, team owners maybe but then the xfinity race you've got the finish uh with both cars spinning side by spinning down the inside wall and and then the cup race with you know the battle of course with larson harvick and uh, elliot and all the drama from the playoff guys with cut tires and all this stuff i 
I don't know. This is just a fun weekend to be a NASCAR fan. If you miss this weekend, you miss a lot. That's all I got to say. Oh, yeah, definitely. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. I mean, shout out to Kyle Larson. Now, that is what? Six wins on the year. I mean, what a crazy, what an awesome season he's had. And also, shout out to William Byron. A lot of us figured he'd be on the outside looking in after this race, but he ended up finishing inside the top five towards the end there. So, they definitely got that car well adjusted. And, um, and some- shout out to Alex Bowman as well, because mm-hmm. he came into this race yeah. on the cut line with Kurt Busch. I talked about it earlier. Kurt Busch missed the setup. They just were a 20th place car. It's unusual. Uh, Alex Bowman's team, I mean, they weren't top of the, their game. I think, once again, they were probably the fourth best Hendrick car most of the night, but they were there. They did enough when it counted. They were in the top 10. I think they collected some stage points in stage two, and then uh, obviously, I think, finished fifth. So, uh, you know, they got it done when it, when it mattered most. Danny, what did you think of the, the end of that thing? How relieved were you that uh, Bowman made it in? <laughs> I was very, very relieved, and I almost wonder if this sort of similar to Dover. They were kind of okay, but they kept making adjustments, and it was, it's a fairly similar style track. They're both concrete, high-banked ovals, so I wonder if that kind of played into because this is traditionally not one of Alex Bowman's best tracks, so I was happy that they figured it out this weekend, and I remember he actually, in the dirt race, he was actually running pretty high and had an issue with the fourth gear, so pretty happy to see things work out good for him. He, was, he knew that he had to basically beat Kurt Busch at statistically one of his best tracks ever so good good on him good on him and i and i just gotta say uh shout out to everyone at bristol for the fact that you even got to see this race because mother nature spared bristol because here in middle tennessee it has been pouring every day since friday until today and it has missed that area in Bristol, Tennessee all weekend until now. Well, thank goodness. Thank goodness. <laughs> I, I was watching it because, like, I've made the prediction of, like, you know, I, I went out there with my predictions for the final four and Bowman was in it. And I'm like, Bowman, please don't make me look like that much of a dumbass to get eliminated in the first freaking round. Like, so, I, I don't know if you can tell, but I'm pumped. That like, was awesome. That, like just just thinking about the cup race makes me pumped and then we you know we'll later look at the other races from this weekend but what's man, crazy I, is is they made it in so there's still when we look at the 12 left there are four hendrick cars they all still survive there are four joe gibbs racing cars they're all still surviving and then there's the three penske cars and kevin harvick like like what's left <laughs> is harvick. unfortunately there are no cinderella stories this year no. it is the, the top teams at the end of the day that have made it into the round of 12 it's the 12 best cars probably in the field in the round of 12 which well, i think sets up for a very competitive next round you got your four best teams i guess you could look at it more okay there's some cinderella drivers within there who you wouldn't expect to be hunting for a championship you can look out for them i guess yeah yeah like uh, bell maybe i don't know the thing is they're so close like i have the stand you know we have standings up right here and like second to ninth is a 16 point gap that is yeah. that is airtight that is tight right there it gets better fifth all the way down to ninth is a nine point gap but if you look at it fifth down to 12th is only 21 points which is you know two stages and finishing a spot ahead basically and we've got Talladega in two weeks yes no, that is definitely going to throw these drivers in for and- a loop definitely and then there's Kyle Larson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Kyle Larson, Kyle he's Larson. in his own universe at this point. And then the field. Hey, yeah. And did, did any of y'all notice that Valvoline, who I feel like hadn't won in years, 
went undefeated in Tennessee this year with him. Oh, I didn't they realize did. that they, they did. Both races. They did sweep both races. Dang, they hadn't won for That's a while. Right. Now they're winning everything, it looks like, definitely. Now, before we move on, I have to ask everybody here, um, before we move on, was the Harvick versus Chase Elliott um, um, uh, post-race deal uh, fair or foul in y'all's opinion? I, I already said my piece. Okay. You said they're kind of, I, I think, like, I think the initial on-track incident, Harvick tried to pinch Elliott behind a lap car. Elliott squoze him a little bit going on to entry, but it looked like Harvick was missing the corner regardless of where Elliott put his car. So I think Elliott had every right to be frustrated by the contact that ultimately led to a cut tire. Um, and, and I think the way Chase Elliott handled it, he didn't go out and just junk Harvick. He went out there, rubbed him a little bit, and then just kind of yeah. raced him hard, took his line away. He didn't run into him, didn't like jack him up in the corner or anything like that, didn't Kenseth into Logano him or anything like that. He just <laughs> kind of raced him hard, slowed him up a little bit, and let Larson get by. Like they're not necessarily even because Chase Elliott finished 25th, Harvick finished second. Chase had a car that could have won that race. They're not, so they're not necessarily even, but I, I will say their reactions afterwards, Kevin Harvick's anger seemed less justified than Chase Elliott. Chase Elliott was Chase Elliott. He was super even kill. He barely raises his voice. He got, the guy got dumped at Martinsville in 2017, chance to win his first career race, chance to go to the championship for as a sophomore. He got flat dumped and barely raised a finger at Denny Hamlin. So he's just a really even kill relaxing guy you know mm-hmm. uh, but you know kevin harvick you saw shades of 10 years ago kevin harvick the, the reporter harvick. he was getting mad at the reporter for doing his job uh, jordan bianchi yeah well, i will say i will say one thing and this has always pissed me off about nascar fights get the teams and everyone out of the yeah, way yeah his manager getting in the middle of it like, i like i get yeah. i get so sick of like managers or team members thinking they need to intervene it's like these well, are even, well even chase elliott was like hey like this is between us two. Yeah, you know, and actually go at it it actually eggs it on even more, in my opinion. It does. Yeah. Like, yeah. think about the fight with uh, Noah Gregson and Harrison Burton last year. No one was in the middle of that until they were already fighting, and they got it out of the way, and they they worked it out pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I agree with that. I, I, I just – let them fight. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to see fight. I feel like there needs to be a rule in NASCAR pretty soon, the similar rule to, you know, that of hockey. Isn't there like a two minute rule there where if somebody I thought it was like if a man like if a man's on the ground, then you Oh, I, there's like no like time limit then. Okay then. <laughs> I, 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 I don't mind the crews being around. You know, they want to feel like they're helping. My problem is when you have issues like a couple years ago when uh Lugano's crew member just yanked Hamlin to the ground, yeah, like just blindsided that, him. That's unnecessary. I, I think if I remember he even got penalized for he that, did. like got suspended or something, which yeah. was the right call. You just can't have that happening. Yeah, I, I, I do. I do gotta ask, uh, good or not, Harvick keeping the helmet on because he's been known to keep helmets on in the past. That's the whole reason that Juan Pablo kept his helmet on when they fought in 07. I will say he didn't need to worry. I don't think. Well, there's that. I think he knew Elliot wasn't going to start anything. But too, as a fellow glasses wearer, and I look like he was wearing very similar glasses to what I was wearing. I didn't know he wore glasses. Honestly, he started I think like this year or last year. But I know when I've race like go-karts and they make you wear a helmet i'll put the biggest freaking helmet in the place on and i still like to take it off i have to like take my glasses off like through the visor so it's kind of a pain to take my put my helmet on and off maybe harvick's is more custom but fit, when he but... slammed the helmet he did he did he, did he break his glasses <laughs> yeah. closer, did, you, did, did you notice he had he take he took the glasses off they were sitting next to the car to take his helmet off because that's oh. how so i'll cut harvick some slack in that, in that department this time okay well definitely the bristol cup race was definitely entertaining for sure and uh, let's go over the playoff grid really quick. So Kyle Larson, like I said earlier, in his own universe, basically, uh, 30 points ahead of Martin Truex Jr., who is plus 16 above the cut line. So, Larson is plus 46. So 
Uh, Truex is closer to the cut line in second than Kyle Larson is mm-hmm. to Truex in yeah. second. Yeah, basically at the moment, man. Larson, he's he's had that that good of a year, definitely. And then uh, Ryan Blaney's plus eleven, as well as um, Hamlin and uh, fourth plus eleven. Kyle Busch plus nine and fifth. Chase Elliott six plus eight. Alex Bowman plus two and seventh. The final Hendrick Carr, William Byron, um, plus one and eighth. And then the cutoff line begins. Joey Logano minus one and in ninth, um, followed by Keselowski. Minus six, Christopher Bell minus nine, and finally Kevin Harvick minus twelve. So he'll have his work cut out for him in this round, definitely for sure. Do we want to give any early ideas who we think is going out this round? Eh, like, I mean, like the two early predictions. I don't, I don't know. It's just you can never tell. <laughs> Na- okay, name one driver you think would go out in this round. I'm going to say Brad Keselowski. Yeah, Christopher I, Bell. Uh, Christopher Bell. I'll, I'll say Christopher Bell. I'll lean Bell. I would lean Keselowski, but he's won this Talladega race in clutch, clutch uh, moments in the past. So I won't rule him out for that reason alone. Yeah. Who do you think, Tyler? Uh, I'll have to say I think Bell makes it because of the Roval. To be honest with you, because oh, he's been pretty good right. at road courses. Yeah. Uh, I think I have to go with Byron or Keselowski. So I probably pick Keselowski on this one. He's sure already won Talladega. He's already won Talladega this year. He's not going to win it twice, is he? I, I don't think so. He's probably he's probably done it in the past, hasn't he? I mean, if anyone has, it's probably Brad Keselowski. I feel like he has like he has like four or five wins at Talladega, doesn't he? That would uh, be six. his saving grace, though. If he wins that, then like yeah, he'll definitely make it in for sure. We should have pulled up yeah. our round of sixteen brackets because I, I don't wish I remembered how many like whose bracket. I think all of our brackets are probably broke right now because I think we. If I had to guess, did um, we all have Kurt Busch making it or not? Actually, I had him out. The, the only one I missed was Christopher oh. Bell. Actually. I I didn't even do a bracket because like okay. I, I know I knew it was gonna. Be uh, yeah, wrong. the only well, the only one. I missed I was Kurt. Remember. I thought Kurt would make it in, and I think I had Keselowski out in the first. Oh, wait, round. hold on, guys. We are forgetting the biggest surprise. Michael McDowell's out. No, that he was definitely he was yes. one of the true contenders. He was the biggest yeah, surprise, wait. wasn't he? I, yeah, I had a, I had Reddick and I had Bell out. That was that was where I missed. Like it, even NBC disrespect. They're like, yeah, just cut out McDowell. He's, he's done. <laughs> <During the broadcast. laughs> I saw that. between that. But uh, let's move on really quick. So uh, the ratings, the ratings for this weekend's. Cup Series race. Um, oh, there we go. Now it's up. Okay, okay. Um, the ratings, a 1.2 rating down from uh, 2020, a uh, 1.24 rating, and uh, 2.2 million viewers um, it are uh, also up from the 2.1, um, excuse me, the 2.13 million viewers <laughs> from a season ago as well. And it's also up in the 18 to 49 core demographic. So, uh, yeah, a slight W for the ratings, I guess. And I well, mean, for the viewership, at least. Yeah. Well, and it's the fifth race in a row NASCAR seen a year over year increase in viewership, which I think uh, Adam Stern had said is the longest streak since 2013. Yes, that was right. Now that definitely caught my eye. I was like, whoa, was like we're going all the way back to 2013. We usually go all the way back to like 2017 if we're lucky 2016. But yeah, that's a pretty good stat. Pretty good stat. They've been, they've been small increases. I was looking into it. The biggest increase year to year was the Daytona race, which I think got just over 100,000 more viewers this year than last year. So they've all been very small. Like as we just said there, I think, what is it? Maybe 40,000 viewers was the difference between uh, last year's Bristol race in this year. So, you know, a notable, a sizable increase. But when you're talking about two, three million viewers, it's fairly small, you know, fractions of percentage points here and there. But yeah, I mean, any, any positive gain in the ratings are, are good. I think it's interesting. I don't know if we have this in the, on the docket tonight, but uh, talks about, you know, NASCAR and the future of motorsports 
TV deals. I think it's interesting that NASCAR would put that information out there when they're probably, you know, the same week that NBC or uh, that a uh, IndyCar announced their 2022 TV schedule with a ton of races on mm-hmm. big NBC. Mm-hmm. NASCAR is like, Hey, Adam Stern, can you tweet this about, <laughs> about how we get five <laughs> weeks really quick? Tweet it. You know, like, like, I'm just be honest. I think it's, it's all a game, which it's good. It's a good news. I mean, you can't completely fudge those numbers. Those are real numbers and they're very positive yeah. numbers, but it's just, right. just funny that to me, the timing. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Now moving on to the Xfinity series race, I got to ask right away, guys, uh, best finish ever. Like, I mean, it seems like it Dar- Darian's already getting, getting ahead, getting ahead <laughs> of himself. Uh, he's already lost track of the itinerary. I We've got the famous pole. Oh no! Oh my God. <laughs> it's always happens. Oh my is it, God! Isn't this isn't this two weeks in a row that you didn't know? Oh uh, yeah. I mean, it was a really good yeah. Xfinity race. I the pole, the famous iceberg pole. Jared, do we have a new pole record? No. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't think. I didn't even know we had one at this rate. Uh, <laughs> Take it. No. Well, yes and no. Uh, no, not in votes, but yes, we actually have a new record for net positivity of a race. Yeah. Oh, so 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 wait us and jeff gluck had that actually 77 percent of people thought this was a great race uh 16 said it was good four said it was average one said below average and two percent said it was bad so the net negativity is three percent net positivity let me make sure calculate it all 94 percent which is a new poll record a new uh, poll oh, record record and positivity <laughs> which uh maybe that'll maybe that'll translate to the last comment so just wait until texas in a few uh, weeks that'll set the that'll set a new poll record the in net new, negativity yeah, <laughs> negative, the direction yeah, negativity <laughs> watch it watch it be like a thrilling side-by-side battle all day long <laughs> well outside we of texas what do you what yeah what yeah i know this, <laughs> this isn't 2016 danny come on <laughs> Well, the top comment was from MVR owner is the last fly, I think, in northern Illinois is here. Um, And MVR owner says Bristol is truly the greatest coliseum of all time. Mm. I agree with that. I can. Yeah. Yeah. Until we go to L.A. (laughs) <laughs> J- jd's diecast says uh what a weekend three amazing races mm-hmm. just forgot uh, about arca i love it <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't say too much man. yeah don't say too much here wasn't it on fs1 uh, this week i think uh, so it, it yes. was yeah because yeah, i yeah. so yeah it was yeah uh, let's see what we have here. Uh, the gaming life says great race, but Reddick not advancing and Harvick not winning definitely makes it hard to swallow. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe not for some of the people in the chat. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they don't care. Uh, let's see what we got here. Uh, Noah Coleman says trucks, eight out of 10 Xfinity, 10 out of 10 cup, nine out of 10 average, nine out of 10 overall, one of the best weekends of racing in a minute. Can't wait for round two. Yeah. That's gonna be uh, exciting. Hey, five points. I see you in the chat. How's it going, man? Hey, how's it going? Uh, let's see what else we got here. Um, Mr. Chief says congrats to Bowman and Byron for surviving the round of 16. Yeah. Oh, I just lost it. Okay. It's back. Um, I'm trying to find like go down. We had like almost 600 comments. Whoa, which is pretty Ace. high. Yeah, they were very. Yeah, we had about this we, one. We had like 400 in the first like 
three hours. Uh, I, I can tell that Jacob here is a Kevin Harvick fan because he said, screw Chase Elliott. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, no, Jacob's he, choosing he, violence he, on Twitter all weekend. I was watching this stuff. He's, he's in that 3%. <laughs> uh, let's see. Thomas says, Bristol's always a great race. Uh, let's see. Brian says, Chase Elliott's the first Spoon Trust Fund. Baby. Okay. <laughs> we got a lot of Harvick fans. Oh, we got a lot of passionate fans. At least 3% of our fan base is Harvick fans. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, most and then, Okay. And then most of the super chats call him Cheater Boy. Yeah, I'm, I was then, about to say, just wait for the Cheater Boy comments. Just give it time. Well, and, and, and then we have uh, Tristan Walker here who says that Car- that Harvick is a wimp for not taking his helmet off like a man. I mean, is he a wimp or is he smart? Ah, you can look at it both ways here. You know, <laughs> uh, We got a dude with Canadian flag saying this is a copyrighted telecast that may not be reproduced, <laughs> retransmitted, or reused with any without any of Screw it. The, I, the I, end, I, the I end credit scene. <laughs> I dun, 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 dun. We hope you enjoyed this broadcast. Yeah. Guys, that was too real. We're gonna get a copyright. I always forget I always forget so the exact words though too, Jared, so don't feel bad. <laughs> Uh, let's see. There's a lot, just a lot of people. Um, ASL says higher banking equals better racing. Uh, Colin says he's entertained. Um, there's see if a that translates of- to Atlanta. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, never mind. Oh, I was, agreeing, I was agreeing until you said that. I saw you check your I mean, actually, I'm starting to get mine, so we'll see. Hmm. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. Uh, but Texas see. made the banking go down. Racing got bad. Atlanta make race, banking go up. Racing go good. We need Texas to be all things bigger in Texas. So just let's raise it to 40 degrees and three miles. Just bring back Texas right. World Speedway and call it a day. They had high banking there. Pretty. It was like 24 degrees, I think. Yeah. We have. Uh, all right, uh, we're getting off yeah. Well, we I've, we've hit the last two comments. I'll read the second to last from Red Slayer eighty six says, "The fact that people think so highly of this race proves to me the fan base of NASCAR doesn't care about racing." Um, <laughs> what? Are you sure that wasn't the last comment? <laughs> no, no, no. I, trust me. I, I was I was like looking. You maybe know, I they could tried to the beat the last. Comment. I don't. I don't mean to. I'm going to break the fourth wall for a moment. I meant to have this oh. conversation off air a long time ago. I oh. keep forgetting. But Jared, when you look at the comments, you're looking at top comments, right? So of course the one at the very bottom is the one that's been thumbed down the most. That's why they're always <laughs> negative. Sometimes people are positive and people just hate positivity. Yeah. Well, that's true. But I thought when we first started this, I think we wouldn't initially start by looking at the first comment as in like who commented first or something like that. I and was, it was YouTube, I think, it changed it. I think YouTube changed it up around like April because we yeah. used to have a positive negative going back yeah that's i mean yeah so something changed I all right we, so so how about this instead of asking how well, about it, whether it's positive or negative let's ask how negative the last comment was. <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> on a scale probably think it was just awful the worst thing ever on a scale of one to ten right <laughs> yeah yeah the other one was it. that last one was pretty negative so this one's got to be worse. i'll give it i'll give it a bad. nine i'll give it a 9.5 in terms of negativity <laughs> well sure well, 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 hold on. What, what's what's the username? I still want to know that. Well, yeah, what's the username? Username is One Mile Cup Series. Okay. So oh 9.5. man, nine point. You 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 know the stop motion communities. <laughs> yeah, there's there's some wild commenters yeah. in there. Miss Craft knows all about that. <laughs> yeah, I see uh, you there, yeah. man. Okay, so on a scale of one to ten for negativity, is ten the highest negativity or yes, ten yeah. the highest. Yes. I'm gonna say like a like a seven. What do y'all say? What do you think, Miss Craft? I, I got to go a flat out 10 out of 10. These people, I mean, 
<laughs> None of some of them don't hold back, so <laughs> I'm just prepare for the worst. All right, all right, here we go from One Mile Cup series. Let me make sure this is up here. It says terrible because of Larson and Elliot ruining everything. Also, Elliot is a new Kyle Busch. What? What? I, I don't, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, what? Wait, what? wait, 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 chat. I don't wait, know. Read that again. He's the new what? The new Kyle who? Bush? Kyle Bush. Oh. Kyle, Kyle Bush is only Kyle Bush because he wrecked Dell Jr. Like, Chase Elliott is okay, Dell Jr. So now, so Did you hear that, the crowd cheering? Did you hear the crowd cheering during his post race Yeah, interview? Kyle Bush is not getting that big of a standing. Let interview. me hear you go, boo. Yeah, okay. Yeah, his intro was really cool. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. But yeah, no, no. Kyle, um, uh, Chase Elliott, the new Kyle Bush. What are, what are you smoking, my guy? <laughs> oh, my goodness. That was fun. Yeah, thank you all for voting on the poll, though. Yes, the famous iceberg poll. And now let's get to the Xfinity race. All right, now we're back on track. Now I've noticed the... And the, the negative person that we always talk about in these in the, and during the poll segment, I never see them in the chat. I'm waiting for the year, the day one of these mm-hmm. the people we're talking about their comment is actually in the chat and tries to defend themselves or something because I never see it. They 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 throw this negativity out into the so, world and then they just disappear. They funny, just put their hands back. Funny thing I've noticed because a lot of times I don't read um, off the the responses is that people will be like, "You're just trying to be negative," so they'll read you off on the podcast, <laughs> and, and they're legitimately like. I don't what watch podcast. I don't. I don't watch. This <laughs> they're like. They're like this. This. This just. Show, this just showed up on my recommended. Like I just voted negative. But that's how big the poll is, man. It has a huge. Yeah, it's a. It's huge now, man. So, it's gonna take over the world. It's gonna take over. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. But no. But anyways, the Xfinity race, though, Eric. We'll start with you. I mean, like, was that without a doubt one of the greatest finishes in NASCAR history? Period. Like, like what? I, I the word needs to be carefully selected. Like, it was maybe the most entertaining finish ever, but was it the best racing? I'll, I mean, I'll be the throw the hot take out there that no, it was not the best racing. You had two guys in a row use up Austin Cindric like he wasn't even there, yeah. and then you had Cindric use up Almondinger. So it was kind of, you know, over aggressive, a little disrespectful, I would say. But it was incredibly entertaining. It's the style of racing that you really don't see anywhere else with any other type of cars, other than. Xfinity series at Bristol. Like it was uniquely Xfinity Bristol. And from that perspective, I mean, I, it, like I said earlier, it's going to be on top 10 lists as most memorable, most chaotic greatest finish. I mean, it's, it's still, it's up there, but it's, I don't know that I would say it's the greatest. Like to me in some ways, like, you know, races like, uh, you know, the 2003 Darlington finish, of course, that was great racing. Cause it was just two guys edge of control, literally rubbing across the finish line. Like that to me is better racing. Is it necessarily more entertaining than the crazy, we saw at Bristol in those final two laps. No, probably not. What we saw at Bristol was incredibly entertaining. So uh, I'll at least give it most entertaining finish, maybe ever. That's fair. Yeah, I'd probably give it the same as well. Just the fact of what was on the line for that win, not only winning the race because everyone wants to win at Bristol, neither, neither AJ or Cindric had ever won at Bristol, I don't think. So both of them wanted to get a win there. And also... Uh, just the fact that it was for the regular season championship. And if Austin had won that, that would have been well another win to add into his points, plus the 15 from winning. AJ needed that way, way more than Austin did. And it makes that playoff battle a whole lot more interesting going into it now. And I also just realized this too. This will actually be the very first regular season championship that we all actually remember. Because I always forget them. <laughs> I always forget them. Well, I, I'll say like after the race, like, I, I sort of put out a a, uh, a troll poll, basically, <laughs> where I put what one was better, 
And I put Rusty v. Gordon, Earnhardt v. Labani, 95 or 99, or this one. <laughs> and this one, of course, because of recency bias, took yeah. off. Yeah. I just... I just want to say it's so it's so damn easy to troll NASCAR fans. Did you get um, any any uh, troll comments that were like you're an idiot, blah blah blah? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, uh, I love those. Those are great. <laughs> oh yeah, um, but I will say like that was probably the best. It's, I'd say it's probably the best Xfinity finish of the year. I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, at Daytona, at that in Daytona, um, I just because you it was another one where you didn't know like with the cup race you knew larson like a lap or two to go once he got by larson was gonna win but like with the with the xfinity finish it was like you did not know who was you literally didn't know who was gonna win until they started turning sideways on the edge of and my the momentum and edge, edge of my yeah gosh, man it was i it was that good so like i i i like i get my mom to watch it you know, I, I like rewind it and she's like, you know, sitting down all comfortable. I'm like, just trust me. She's like, it better be worth it. <laughs> all right, fine, fine. Well, well, you know, I'll go out there. And so she comes out there, you know, out, out with me and watching it. And like, they're side by side rubbing on each other. She's like, wow. I'm like, just wait. And then it's like the next one, they're rubbing on each other a little more and they're three wide with one to go. I'm like, she's like, wow, that's amazing. I'm like, just wait. <laughs> and then it's like they get together again and you see all guy are getting together with Herps, which by the way, shout out to Herps doing really yeah, well. Like he, I, he, I, he, I, he, I did what he had to do. He did what he, he had has to been do. getting better and better as the seasons went on. Yes. Um and, and she's like, Wow. And I'm like, hold on, it gets better. I'm like, but wait, there's more. And like the, the finish happened. She's like, Okay, that was worth it. It was <laughs> that was awesome. I'm glad she so, liked it. Yeah. It was. It, I, I mean, I, what what more can you say other than just wow, wow, wow? As you're watching it, uh, so. Well, you can I, say I, a lot I, of I, things of cuss words if you wanted to. Yeah, but I didn't have like a stake in the game, so like I was just having fun with it. It, it, it continues the streak of uh, people coming onto uh, the show and then winning. Oh, that is. We true. have had our yeah. guests have had a lot of good luck this year. That's yeah. that is true. It all started yeah. last year with uh, William Byron, didn't it? At Daytona, right? And then it basically yeah yeah I think yeah. so it was around then yeah, yeah. And I think, I think we, we we had quite a few things I think when we had Bowman on he had like a top five run at Dover or something like that and he'd been struggling all year until yeah. that point yeah um, Jimmy was the only one who didn't oh. but uh, Ty- Tyler uh, what'd you think man yeah Oof. Uh, you know I don't really remember much about the entire race itself other than the last two laps I mean. So I don't know if that it's like I've seen some people say that that was, you know, one of the greatest races we've seen at Bristol for the Xfinity series. But I feel like they're just saying that's because of the finish. Um, and I have to agree with how chaotic that this finish was. Uh, I, I still don't think it is the greatest finish of all time. I mean, you're not like and when you watch it like a Talladega or Daytona race, you know, those finishes are almost always chaotic. But, you know, they're usually never going to be some of the best finishes because it's, you know, it, you, you never know who's going to win because someone could get turned and it'd be it's not as pure as uh say a, a mile and a half or a short track finish with two guys going at it you know so um i don't know you guys pretty much said everything that i i agree with so, i mean good good finish Def- not the best but really up there there were some other parts in the race that were happening i mean there was the allgaier versus mayor deal they're both teammates oh, yeah. there and then i feel like allgaier like he like he was running pretty good wasn't he like leading most of the uh, the race up until he was up front i mean yeah. he's good at bristol i felt bad for sam mayor this weekend mm-hmm. uh he's young he's he's i think uh you know it's tough because he got down early on he 
blew a tire in practice for the Arca race, then wrecked in the Arca race, then wrecked in the truck race. And this is his best track. This is his favorite track. He has, he's had this date this weekend. He knew he was doing triple duty. He had this circled since January or earlier, you know, he's, this is a big deal. And then, you know, he, he scraped into it. He'd been to it with his teammate. He was in contention for the win late in the Xfinity race, trying to get some redemption. And then, uh, you know, it all just, fell apart it's and you know got, got, got spun uh, in that instant with uh all guy which uh, you know he was running i think second at the time he already lost the lead i believe um but uh, to me that was all guy running out of patience a little too soon they were yeah. stuck behind two lap cars that were side by side so i don't you know all guy had maybe a splitter to the inside of, of sam Mayer that wasn't enough to justify you know diving into the corner as aggressively as he was he was not there yet so uh, that was definitely um frustrating i'm sure for sam Mayer, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, so there was there was things to talk about. There was drama during the race, but yeah, obviously the finish is going to overshadow it. And you know, also the guy who fell on his ass in the puddle of oil or fuel. Oh yeah, oh, yeah that too. Gas ass. Yes. Yeah. Honestly, he probably benefited the most from this crazy finish. Is now until until now. I'm, I, yeah, I forgot yeah. about him. We stopped talking about <laughs> it. So. I think yeah. I think Eric and I, within like ten minutes of that happening, had him on TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was funny. It was <laughs> Poor gas sure. ass. But now the Xfinity Series playoffs officially get started this weekend. Austin Sindrick and um, AJ Allmendinger are, are both tied uh, entering the first playoff race at Las Vegas. Then you have Justin Allgaier uh, sitting third, plus 15. Noah Gregson, fourth, plus 12. Justin Haley, fifth, plus 10. Daniel Hemrick, sixth, plus nine. Jed Burton, plus four. Harrison Burton, plus three. And then we get started with the cutoff. Myatt Snyder, minus three. Brandon Jones, minus five. Good old Riley Herbst, minus seven. And finally, Jeremy Clements, minus eight. And uh, Eric, you'll be uh, sponsoring him this weekend, correct? Yes, very excited. People have seen uh, my videos or my Twitter posts the last couple of days. Yeah, we'll have the Out of the Groove logo uh, on the door of Jeremy Clements' number 51, right next to the number. It's not like huge or anything like that, but it's a pretty cool paint scheme to be a part of, a cool opportunity. So uh, excited to support you know the one independent team and driver who's in the Xfinity playoffs. I mean, They made it else, on pure points, too. Just they, everybody else you just rattled off, it's Colleg, it's JRM, it's JGR, it's Stuart Haas, it's Penske, and then there's Jeremy Clements, four full-time mm-hmm. employees based in South Carolina. Uh, they build their own Xfinity engines. Like, that's pretty crazy that they've uh, managed, you know, on consistency. I mean, they don't yeah. have any top fives, I don't think, this year, but they have seven top tens. They've stayed out of trouble. They've raced real smart, finished 13th and avoided all the chaos at the end of the Bristol race. They've done what they had to do, and uh, and they made the playoffs. And for most of the season, I don't know where they actually finished in the regular season standings, but they were ahead of Brandon Jones and Riley Herbst pretty much all year long. Mm-hmm. I don't know yeah. if they finished ahead of them, but still, they were very competitive. So pretty cool to have the logo Just- on their car this weekend be honest with us how cold does it feel yeah i i've only i saw a photo of the real car today so that was pretty cool seeing the render i was like that's neat but you know i've seen a lot of fans have made renders of our logos on cars before and they look really cool yeah. and i always get a chuckle out of that but once i saw the real photo today i was like oh oh that's the real car that's awesome have, i think when have, I, seeing it in person will blow my mind for sure okay two things one it would be awesome if you could somehow get sheet metal from that with your logo on it Two, maybe at least consider if you don't do that, consider reaching out to a custom diecast maker to get that into a car for your collection. Yeah, might have to do that for sure. Absolutely. Hey, if there's enough demand for, it, maybe uh, maybe our friends at Lionel will even consider uh, running it, putting it out for pre-orders, yeah. seeing if it hits oh, any numbers. Yeah, you never know. You never, I, 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 I hope I don't collect sheet metal from this car because that will mean he probably wrecked it. I hope I'm hoping for a well, solid. Well, top no, not necessarily. Not, hey, look at those two bumpers behind you. Those uh, look wrecked. Hey, to th- you. Th- this one's pretty wrecked. Uh, Ricky hit that one pretty hard in the right front. <laughs> oh, okay. Pointed away from the camera, 
but and that's from a show car actually so uh, but no you're right they, i could there could be a clean piece that's for sure i'll, I'll keep an eye out i'll see what i can find we have to have <laughs> a full kind of, body scheme in, soon though <laughs> kind of real in this back Boy, room need a few more super chats <laughs> <laughs> I'm real in this back really quick though, uh, Tyler. I want to start with you on this yeah. one, man. When it comes to the Xfinity playoffs, who who stands out as someone who could shock or surprise for you? Mm-hmm. Oof. Um, I, God, there's a lot of people, uh, a lot of drivers, I should say, that are kind of just in the midfield. So I don't know if they'd really be surprises if you'd see like a Burton come up or a Hemrick come up and win the title. Um, I guess the biggest shock would be someone like Riley Herbst coming up. Um. I just don't see anyone being able to top Cindric or Almendinger at this point. So um, I don't know. Maybe Gregson can do it. I don't know. We'll see, though. Hey, perhaps Jeremy Clements could have a surprise playoff run. Not saying he'll win a championship, but maybe advance to the next round somehow. You know, I mean, they have he, been consistent he's, all year. He's a, he's a decent road course racer. We got the Rebel coming up. Exactly. And they are running Talladega, too, I think, mm-hmm. again, aren't they? Like, so are, are they running Talladega again? I think yes, they are. They are. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Triple header. Nice. That'll be cool. Yeah. Like, okay, I know I know I, I ripped on him earlier in the season, but Herbst really has mm-hmm. been getting a lot hey. more consistent. He's and been he did pretty much everything I asked like in my rant earlier this year. And and he's starting to exceed on that. So I would not be surprised if he made it past the first round. Yeah, let me I, I wouldn't. To, let me add to that too. It's like ever since the Riley Herbst experience video dropped, like he has gotten way better. I'm serious. Like ever well, since <laughs> he's he's out easily outperforming guys that are ahead of him, like Brandon Jones, Myatt Snyder, yeah. you know, the Burtons. Like he's probably if, if you're looking at like right now just how they're performing who's up front more often than not he's probably the sixth or seventh one of the 12 yeah like he's he's ahead of where he's ranked starting out so i i mean i'd look out for him the first round or so yeah i mean he I, definitely has the equipment without i wouldn't be surprised honestly if he does pick up his first win these last few races of the year yeah i mean i could see him winning dega i mean he i mean he almost got his from truck win there um a little while back <laughs> But yeah, we'll see what happens. That one. Yeah, yeah, we'll see what happens with that one. But and uh, finally, the um, the final race we're going to talk about the Truck Series. Chandler Smith, look at your mom. Say hello, man. Uh, I was um I was hearing somebody in the in the background, and I was like, who is that? He's like, hey. And then uh, I heard um a uh, um a deep voice say, say hi hi uh, hi uh, to your mother. I'm like, oh my gosh. So, like his parents are like trying to wait. Back Dude, she like that, she that was, video. She was like, Chandler Smith, he, look she at was me. Yelling, I'm like, she was yelling like, damn. Like, she she had that mom tone going on. Yeah. I'm like, dude, he, you just scored his first career win. He doesn't know yeah, what to do, man. Yeah, did chill you, for a minute. Did you, <laughs> did you see the video of the uh, – there was someone who was standing right next to her at the flag stand. They, yeah. they took a video right behind her. I and think she it was, was like, Chase from, from Garage Guys. Yeah. It, it was. It, yeah. it was there. That was him. Uh, why did I think with the way she was going – it's like she just found out he's been racing this whole time. She's like, get over here. Yeah, but, 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 that's, but, but that's what it low-key sounded like, bro. I'm, yeah. I swear. Like, dead, yo. But yeah, that's what it sounded like. Like, he, like, like, she, like she, just, she just found out he's been racing. Oh, yeah, my gosh. Like, he got in or something like that. You know what I mean? You're like, supposed to be doing homework. Like, he just won. But, dude, I mean, like, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that finish for a second. I mean, like, Chandler Smith, I mean, he was way below the cut line. There was no way he was going to make it unless he won. And then he kind of roughed up his teammate, John Hunter Nemechek a little bit there and then in um, Nemechek's post-race interview he was a little bit I mean well not a little bit he was pretty pissed off not gonna lie 
guy. But I mean, hey, Chandler Smith did what he had to do. But uh, um, poor Austin Hill and uh, Todd Gillen are now eliminated. So what are your guys' thoughts? It's not a good weekend for the Gillen. No. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I just realized that. Dang. So got suspended. <laughs> and now your son's out of the truck playoffs. Out of the truck playoffs and an Arcadad. I got to be honest. Austin Hill really surprised me because last year he seemed like a guy who could legitimately be contending for the championship. And then he wasn't even championship four last year, though, was he? Was I don't think think he was. I don't think so. He he made a deep run. Like, he was in contention. He's he's won races. He's a guy who's good, but he's just not great because 2019 at Homestead, he wasn't in championship four, but went out and won that race. And, Mm. you know, it's like if he could just make it to that championship four, he'd be – He'd be a good shot to win it. Yeah, and a, and a really quick shout out to the one and only Doug Kobe, who won the first ever SRX race in history. Uh, finished uh, P12 in his Truck Series debut. Um, I mean, I would like to see him in a few more truck starts at uh, different short tracks. We'll see if that happens. Yeah, I don't, and I don't know his story, but I wonder, did this deal come together because of it? Did the it, exposure? It did. Yeah. So that I love that about the SRX mm-hmm. that they've gotten like Luke Fenhouse's name is out there now. Doug Kobe, who you know, that's a name I think I commented on this show a while back, like. I was watching the modified race at like New Hampshire. And of course he's running up front against Ryan priest. And it's like, all of a sudden I'm like, Oh, I know that guy. That's Doug Kobe. Like, Oh, go Doug. You know, it's like, like I, just subconsciously, uh, you now have a, a vested interest in some of these guys. And that's the SRX. You know, that's uh, I miss that, the SRX. Now it's been a while since we <laughs> talked about it. I miss it so much. I mean, the, 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 the chat just my Ernie Francis jr. Another great example mm-hmm. of a driver that was yeah, not really I, on many people's radar. I would radar. not have known about Ernie Francis. If it wasn't for SRX. Honestly. Yeah. I, and he's, I, I just a, say. He, he's a multiple time, you know, road racing champion. He's like, yeah, all of a sudden it's like, I'm like, well, like who is this guy like i never Why heard have i guy. not heard of him yeah so well, now we heard of him now so yeah srx keep doing your thing but uh the truck series playoffs are looking like this now john hunter nemechek is plus 44 above the cut line followed by the one and only sheldon sheldon creed in uh, creed. Yeah, p2 plus 20 ben rhodes um kind of a sleeper at this point but he's yeah, still, kind of forgot he was in the series he's he hasn't wrecked anybody in a while he's still running <laughs> oh, pretty God. consistent though yeah. dang, okay, dang. okay eric lower to savage i mean eric, come on over the top rope dang what do you have against bell or, or not against bell against ben rhodes just that watched him nearly it. murder somebody and <laughs> right in front of me at texas last year oh no. did. i'm not gonna be that dramatic about it but you know like an f one fan. He tried to murder Lewis. And he, tried, he tried to murder him. He tried to murder him. <laughs> box, box, box. No, I'm just kidding. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Ben Rhodes. Guys, we're not even at the second hour to show. How are we already going this way with this? Uh, no, I'm sounding like Lewis Hamilton. Like, we're only, like, uh, not even an hour in, and I'm already asking for new tires, basically, at this point. <laughs> I have to box now. My tires are where it's only been two laps, Lewis. Okay, no. Let's get back on track now. But uh, Ben Rhodes, uh, kind of a sleeper at this point. Uh, P3 plus 13. And then finally, Zane Smith. He's just barely above the cut line in P4 plus 3. And now, below the cut line, Chandler Smith has... Um, uh, he uh, came in clutch, and now he's sitting P5, minus three points. Uh, Matt Crafton, minus five. Carson Hosevar, minus seven. And finally, Stuart Friesen, minus eight. I mean, uh, I, I mean, like early thoughts here. I mean, who are some guys we can just automatically eliminate here? Uh, he's probably not going to make it out of this round, but shout out to Stuart Friesen. Yeah. I, you know, they don't have the same, quite the same competitive equipment they it, had a few years a ago. It's a shame. It's a shame. But, but they're better. Than, they're better than they were last year, though. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, that's true. They yeah. have taken. They have improved. Like last year was kind of. They, they really weren't very relevant, and but this year they've been a little better. But I and I don't think much has changed. I think they're just putting better equipment out on the track, which is which is cool to see. So I, shout out to him making it to the round of, uh, I guess, round of eight in trucks. That's pretty cool because trucks are so competitive right they now. Are. I mean, there's realistically fifteen, probably fifteen or so trucks 
on a weekly basis that could win, not necessarily likely to win, but could win. So making it the top eight, I, I, that's commendable. That's your top half of the competitive cars, you know? Yeah. I give him that. Who do you think, Tyler? Yeah. Who do you think? Uh, well, this is uh, one of the, the the truck series is always the one where I'm like, wait, there was a round of ten, eight, and then we eliminate four, <laughs> so we go from eliminating yeah. two to four. So it's kind of, uh, it's whatever. Um, I think host of ours uh, started to show up recently. Um, you know, he's he ran pretty good at Bristol, didn't he? He did. I'm pretty sure the he podcast. Did. Yeah, the podcast look. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he ran. Pretty good at Bristol. Uh, Friesen actually wasn't too bad at Darlington. I think he was up at the front at the end. So, um, I don't know. I mean, it's it's back and forth with a lot of these guys. I mean, obviously, Nemechek and Creed are probably the, the two guys I'd say that are probably in the final four. Uh, if I had to pick out two others, I'd probably say m- maybe Hosevar, maybe Zane Smith. I don't know. It's... Uh, you, you mentioned it was really competitive. and It is. You know, it is. It's, yeah. it's going to come down to the wire, I think. So... They race at Talladega too, so anything's possible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And do they do they Jeez. race at the Roval as well? Are they part uh, of that weekend? Dude, I don't. I don't, I don't think, think so. so. I don't think they. No, I don't think so. But I'm just making sure. I'll tell I think. Check. I think they race Talladega. I know. Mm, Vegas. 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 Oh, that's Vegas. Dega Martinsville. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll be there for that race on Friday. Wait, does that mean they're not at, at Texas? Or Texas? Uh, uh, no, because they usually race at Texas in the summer. Yeah. What is the truck series schedule? We don't have, yeah, pull up the truck series schedule. I, I can't remember. I just know we don't have to watch an extra Texas race. Yay. at Texas. The trucks are usually the best show at Texas, though. That has me a little bummed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, wait. It says Las Vegas. Do I know it's never run? <laughs> <laughs> we're we're, and, we're off tonight, and, and, man. It, it defaults into the Cup Series, even though I clipped Truck Series. No, it's it's Vegas, Talladega, and Martinsville. That is correct. Okay. Oh, yeah. okay, that's a good round. Yeah, those are some good races. <laughs> I know because when I bought my Martinsville tickets, I'm like, yeah, I get to see all three of them for the first time. Because the last time I was there, Xfinity didn't race at Martinsville. Oh, that's fair. Danny Dillers is right. Xfinity has been better at Texas the last couple of years. Since they added the grip strip in three and four, like last year was pretty exciting. I'll give it that. I'll yeah, it's that. fair. That's fair. Yeah, I'll give it Xfinity's that. Xfinity's better in general. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. usually true. <laughs> well, well, like, well, well, go ask. Go ask all the good things. Oh, go ahead, go. All, all the good things of modern NASCAR or any Xfinity series these days. Well, go ask Kamikaze his uh, unpopular opinions, and you'll get definitely get one about the Xfinity series. A funny one. That's for sure. Everyone, yeah. everyone loves the purple series. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. That's another thing. Yeah, yeah. We'll get to that later on in the show. But uh, now let's move on to the famous mailbag question on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. Uh, I this is famous. Yes. It's, if everything's I mean, famous, famous on this yeah. show, eventually the nothing famous. will be the famous. famous. <laughs> it's the famous itinerary yeah I know. the famous famous <laughs> uh, it, this week's uh, mailbag question comes from alexander and his question is hey guys who do you think is the most likely foreign driver to win a cup series race or win a cup series championship um uh, Suarez. yeah that's what i'm saying like at so, the moment yeah yeah so like the, yeah at right the now moment, sure it would he's be Suarez. racing <laughs> yeah I, yeah I, I mean down the line yeah I, I don't know i don't know who's likely to to try it out. It feels like IndyCar is really, uh, and I think Roman, Roman Grosjean deserves all the credit for kind of establishing IndyCar as a more legitimate uh, substitute for Formula One for drivers that aren't in competitive Formula One rides. I saw a whole thing about that, uh, him talking about that recently. So that's going to be big for that. But so, so I don't think there are going to be a lot of open wheel drivers that come to NASCAR anytime soon. Um, so you look elsewhere and I, I, I just don't, I really don't know. Um, so Suarez is probably the safest pick because he's the only 
Is he the only foreign driver full time in the Cup Series right now? I he is. So. I think he is. Are there any yeah. Canadian drivers in the? In I mean, the Alex Labay is in, in the Cup, Xfinity but Series, but that's it. Yeah, but not full time in Cup. Well, I guess no. The question was Cup Series. So yeah, I, I guess Suarez for the time being is the most yeah. likely, but yeah, I don't know. In a dream, maybe world, Lewis Hamilton. Oh, James Davison. Yeah, Davison's uh, Australian. He's, oh, he's made it. Yeah, I forgot all about well, him. Thanks, uh, uh, okay, but what car is he in there? Well, maybe maybe he lands a one-off hey, in, uh, somewhere. You never know. I don't Rick know. Ware Racing. They can develop into a championship team. Maybe not uh, 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 during the century, but it can eventually happen, right? <laughs> maybe he'll be out front know. during pit stops and it'll rain. Oh, he's got a lot of fans because Coda. I mean, every single <laughs> grandson I was in, it was like go. <laughs> when he raced, like every time we go by, he was in last. I mean, he's got fans. Oh, it's, it's probably because they all watched the the virtual <laughs> race, and it's like, oh, it's gonna be great. Hold up a sec. So you, oh, that's right, you were in Coda. Oh, were yeah. you? Oh, you wow. suffered like the rest of us. Dude, there. the rain was slapping us. It was bad. It was slapping us the whole weekend. It was nuts. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. But but I, yeah. So yeah. Real quick, uh, just letting everyone know: weekly podcast guest mm-hmm. at gmail.com. But the, someone put that in the chat. I'm. I can put it there too. But yeah, and uh, don't, once don't again, ask to be a guest. Yeah, don't ask to be a guest. You will be blocked. And once again, thank you so much to Alexander for sending this week's mailbag question. Before we get to the lightning round and then the second half of the show, we have to thank uh, our sponsors. Uh, firstly, Lino Racing, a proud sponsor of the NASCAR Weekly Podcast, the official diecast of NASCAR. Uh, you can order the new 2021 diecast of your favorite driver right now at LionelRacing.com or at an authorized Lionel retailer. And don't miss Lionel Racing's NASCAR Authentics diecast uh, at a Walmart near you. I don't know what wave they're on. I think they're on wave seven. There's so um, many waves. We've lost They track. just announced a new one but i don't know when it actually hits stores and if you missed it this week uh lionel has an all-new podcast uh straight from the source authenticated a diecast collector's podcast is now available to listen you can head to groovymotorsports.com scroll to the podcast section and you can listen to the latest episode they have a few episodes up now but you can listen to their latest reaction to the bristol race they talk a little bit a little bit about uh, that aj allmendinger race <laughs> win how they're gonna try and put that one together good luck with that that's yeah, pretty crazy with that but uh uh, yeah, really cool to have Lionel involved uh, with uh, the podcast network. And also earlier this week, um, their CEO was on Out of the Groove to show off a little look at the first shot, as they say, of the next-gen diecast. You can get a little information uh, about what those cars may look like, some of their unique features. Gentlemen, what do we have here to show off tonight? My most random diecast of all time, a, Je- a signed Jeffrey Earnhardt. Uh, go fast scheme from uh, 2016. I think signed. He only he only, um, he only ran like a handful of races in this and just left them, I guess. But yeah, this is definitely the most random diecast I have in my collection for sure. Is it just me or does that window look shorter for some reason? I don't know why. Uh, maybe it's the lighting. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Does it look shorter? I don't. It, I don't it know. looks flat. Yeah, I don't know what that. Yeah. Like, it looks very like. What's? I, I thought that was like a Canadian. I, I thought that was like a Pinty's car for a second. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why, but yeah, it's definitely random for sure. <laughs> uh, celebrating the fact that he survived the round of sixteen, I've got. Alex Bowman's rookie car, oh, and, and, and mm. it's uh, signed by Alex Bowman. And oddly enough, the number on this one, the DIN, is actually forty-eight. Whoa. Ooh, that's cool. Nice. nice. I, yeah, the number one Dale Junior Coca-Cola car because we're just showing that everything is better than Pepsi on this show, right, Carnation? <laughs> oh, no. um, yeah. Don't let him get it. Don't let him hear that on Twitter. He'll come after. I hope he does. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, I just this is a really nice car, and I, I like it. I like it's, it. It's a good car. I like it, and I it's like got it. 
And look, it's got polar bears. Oh. How do you not like polar bears? And and he's the man in black. And that Perhaps one. he doesn't have polar bears. Yeah, that's when Dale oh. Jr. was the man in black for a day, basically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, technically. And Miss Crap? Yeah, I've got uh, Tony Stewart's Six Flags uh, car. Oh, when did he run that? Uh, Michigan, I don't right? remember that one. Did he run yeah. that in Michigan? Or I, I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, I like this car because I'm a roller coaster enthusiast as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's I got a roller coaster on the side, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It's got... Uh, that's a cool. Loop of some kind. Yeah. What's your favorite roller coaster, Tyler? Uh, Maverick at Cedar Point. Hey. Okay. I haven't been. I, I went during the pandemic. I went on a big roller coaster like enthusiast YouTube binge. So I haven't been to that one, but that, I rode Velocicoaster recently, and that one knocked me out of my wait. seat. Yeah, that wait. one's pretty yeah. great. And then, Eric, uh, you have a KFB scheme. Yeah, Kyle Bush is a rookie year, his first mm-hmm. win die cast right here. Not signed or anything, not that exciting. But in honor of going to Las Vegas, Kyle Bush's hometown, home track, I figured I would show off this car uh, that he didn't win with at Las Vegas, but pretty cool <laughs> nonetheless. Uh, <laughs> but sweet deal. Thanks again to Lionel for uh, supporting the show. What's up next, Darian? I think you. I think we all know, and now we should brace ourselves. Do y'all hear something? Do you guys hear anything? Chat, do we hear anything? Oh, I think it's actually... It's the lightning round on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. And it actually struck me. Oh, now it's striking Eric. Oh, my God, it's going all over the place. Jared, just read it. Just read it so it can stop. All right, here we go. So uh, we'll start off with the bad news here. The Cars Tour event at Rockingham will not take place this November, unfortunately, due to a shortage of Hoosier tires. This reported by Matt Weaver. Uh, But positive thing, NASCAR streamed the 2008 Sharpie 500 on their YouTube channel. Uh, So... Man, they were on a roll with Bristol this weekend. Everything Bristol was good this weekend. Even the old races were good. (laughs) Shocker. Uh, So, also, we can now officially confirm they they just announced this past Monday that the Richmond Fall Race did hit a four-year rating high, peaking with 1.9 million viewers at the time of reporting. It was the fourth straight uh, race to post a year-over-year viewership increase, according to Sports Media Watch. Uh, for the clash, all teams, it, it will be open to all teams. Uh, we'll probably use heat races to set the field as well, according to Steve O'Donnell. Okay. Uh, Food City, all the teams will come though. Food City has extended its spring and fall deals with Bristol Motor Speedway this past weekend with multi-year extensions, according to Bob Pachris. Uh, Mike Wheeler has been moved to competition director at 2311, while Booty Barker will now serve as crew chief for Bubba Wallace, started this past weekend at okay. Bristol. Pretty finished 15th, 16th, because they ran in the top 15 most of the race. Yeah, they Somewhere finished around, around the there. midfield. Yeah, not bad. Uh, Nutrien AG will drop their support of Colleague Racing, so the team could drop one of his Xfinity teams, according to the AP. Oh, dang. That's surprising because I figured that sponsorship was what was partially helping them jump yeah. into Cup this year and buy those new charters and everything. So, mm-hmm. all right. Uh, Josh Berry will replace Michael Annette in the number one car at Las Vegas this weekend as he continues to recover from his injuries, as reported by Jayski. Uh, and Pocono Raceway has confirmed that they will have race week a race weekend uh that will host cup xfinity trucks and arca on their website they they confirmed that for 2022 uh denny hamlin has said he's still confident in 2311's ability to get a charter for the 45 team for next year says they're they still it. i thought they had uh, it already 
says they're still in talks with front oh, row. Oh my goodness. Uh, still in talks. So, so no, they have not had it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, streaming will play a much bigger and much, much larger role in NASCAR's next TV contract, says NASCAR VP Brian Herbst. This reported by Awful Announcing. Uh, the Xfinity series is now purple. So, yeah, that's well, cool. beginning next year. Next it's a little year. weird that they would yeah. announce it the week before their playoffs start because I think everything's going to be red for the rest of this mm-hmm. year. So. They're like, oh, they're like, oh, by the way, yeah. next year also, it's purple. Also, yeah. is this like an Xfinity in general they're changing to purple, or is this just the racing series they're going to change purple? I think I read it was it's a whole brand like a whole yeah. thing. So, because that's what I was a little annoyed. I'm like, oh, but this ruins the blue, red, yellow, and the NASCAR logo con- you know, with the cut the banners and stuff. But I'm like, I guess if Xfinity as a yeah, company is switching hey, to purple. That, those those purple playoff banners are going to look sick next year, though. They're going to look awesome. Which, I, don't, I don't know. All I'm going to be saying is, Barney is a dinosaur. <laughs> Someone brings up the David Landel. Like, he'll probably go to every Xfinity playoff race yeah. now. Uh, I, I still have that idea of having the first round, you know, like having each round be NASCAR colors for uh, – for the cup playoffs. I'm like, that's a realistic possibility now. Just saying, uh, interstate batteries is sponsoring Ty Gibbs this weekend. Uh, and then finally the 2022 NASCAR cup series schedule, uh, will not go, will not go head to head with three major golf events that it did this past year. Thank the you. masters Martinsville is on a Saturday night that weekend. The PGA championship, the all-star race is also at night that weekend and the U S open, which is NASCAR's only off weekend. So I'm, I'm going to be honest. If even if they were against it, I wasn't going to pay attention to golf. That's just me. Yeah. Golf I brings in viewers. It, it does. It does. Especially though. Sunday yeah. is always the final round. That's mm-hmm. when, you know, I get it. But. I wonder if there is a golf weekly podcast. I need to look that up. There's some type of golf <laughs> weekly podcast. On I, 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 I think golf YouTube is a thing. So yeah, I I'm think sure it is. is. Everyone has a YouTube community, yeah, sure. but that's it. That's the poll or uh, lightning round. I, now, Darren, now you're throwing yeah. me off. <laughs> Once again, that was the lightning round on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. Thank you guys so much. And now, back to the show. Real quick, I I found it interesting. I don't have the tweet pulled up, but I saw a tweet. You mentioned uh, Ty Gibbs being sponsored by Interstate Batteries this weekend. Uh, Joe Gibbs Racing posted a side-by-side photo of his fire suit for this weekend and Bobby Labonte's fire suit from, I don't know, 20 years ago, 20-something years ago. And they said that, like, I think it was Ty Gibbs's fire suit weighs, like, two and a half pounds compared to, like, Bobby Labonte's weighed five pounds or something. I just thought it was interesting, the evolution of fire suits. I mean, Mm -hmm. Ty Gibbs may be a slightly smaller guy, but still the evolution of fire suits that now a lighter the, material compared to 20 years ago. That was interesting. The materials today are a lot more like kind of quote shiny compared to what they used to be too. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a rain jacket now. I don't know. Anyway, I thought that was now interesting. I'm, but now I'm curious. I want to see just how like I want to see let's see. Bobby Labani is five nine. I want to see how tall oh, he's pretty Ty small. Gibbs. How tall how tall is Ty Gibbs? It's not the I'm gonna guess five seven. Yeah. Uh you knew, didn't you? <laughs> you already knew it. You already know his. Uh, no, I just guessed. I've he's, met he's him five once. seven. He seemed kind of short, but he might have grown. He's he's young. <laughs> he's five seven. Hit a growth that's spurt. A report. <laughs> Eric knows everything about Ty Gibbs at this point. That <laughs> does. That is, what's his this is kind of creepy. Do you have this kind of creepy that I just knew that? What's his What's his star sign? <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, uh, the Ty Gibbs, uh, yeah, rocking that cool green car this weekend. And speaking of green, 
This episode is also sponsored by Forney Industries. Get it done with green. I know you like that segue. That was pretty sharp. Yeah, I thought, yeah, yeah, nice. Uh, Forney offers a full line of welding and plasma cutting machines, metalworking accessories, and much more. Great for do-it-yourselfers all the way up to professional metalworkers. Forney has everything you need for your next project. Shop Forney's top-of-the-line products at forneyind.com. Forney, I-N-D. Dot com or at an authorized Forney dealer near you. Their logo is big and green, so uh, you can't miss it. You won't miss it. Yeah. Thanks to Forney for sponsoring the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. Now we've made it. We're making good time now. We've made it to the second half. Hey, I told you, I'm, I'm, I'm a beast of a host, right? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Killing it. <laughs> Anyways, now the next second. All right, we're the- done. <laughs> <laughs> just hurry up. Just, we'll just end the show right now. But yeah, no, um, I'm, uh, um, uh, excuse me. I am about to read off some, uh, some super chats really quick over the next five minutes. Uh, thank you guys so much for um, uh, sending them out tonight and we will begin now okay I am on the clock groovy I'll goose myself thank you groovy goose thank you so much for the two dollar super chat what if NASCAR did two night Bristol Cup races see I um, asked about that on Twitter you know like um, two races on the regular configuration and then you know one on the dirt I wouldn't mind if Bristol had three races but I mean realistically you know with um, attendance numbers and stuff I don't know if that's necessarily the best move you know I mean realistically so yeah it sounds good in theory but um the way it'll be executed yeah i'm not entirely sure and then (laughs) hot piss with the two dollar super chat bet y'all regret not coming to bristol now i mean not really i mean i get i i get to go to uh to uh, vegas this weekend and dega so i mean two races is better than one am i right so but yeah dega too yeah. So if I lived with, if I live, you know, closer than like 18 hours away yeah. from Bristol, I, I'd be there every yeah. weekend. If but, I lived yeah. closer. Yeah. I would definitely without a doubt be there for sure. Platinum paradise. Thank you so much for the $5 super chat. This past weekend should be the death blow to dirt Bristol. Eh, I wouldn't go that far. Let's well, let's, let's pump the brakes on. That. Were you there for spring concrete Bristol? I just gotta say it. <laughs> How many people showed up? Basically like, like what? Two people? showed up i mean maybe the in the xfinity room oh my maybe, god maybe the cricket that used to be in my garage did yeah maybe the uh maybe the the uh famous podcast flies were uh were there in attendance too <laughs> probably isaac thank you so much for the five dollar super chat elliot fans to harvick to quote the rock from f7 we're gonna put a hurt on you so bad that it's gonna wish his mama kept her legs closed oh my god <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Say that line one more time, Jason, with feeling, with, with, emo- with emotion. I I didn't know where that was going, <laughs> and then I read it, and then I was like, oh. you, you You read that like someone who wasn't sure where it was I going. I didn't know where it was going, and I was like, oh, God, okay, okay. See, see y'all are fine, man. I love you guys. So thank you very much, Isaac. And then Corner with the $2 super chat. Kevin Harvick is big mean. Y'all underestimate Bell. No, we don't. I picked Bell last week as, as my race winner. I mean, Bell just hasn't produced that much yet. I mean, to be quite honest with you. He has done better I, than Eric Jones did last year, though. He definitely- hey, Adam Stevens helps. I'll defend my boy Eric Jones, who had a top fifteen run at, at a, or a top ten run. He finished eighth at Bristol this yeah. week, and I'll defend my boy. But now nah, I had Bell making it through the, at least the first round. You know, yeah. they've been decent this year. I mean, he's. I mean, he he hasn't been bad, but has he been great either? No. But and yes, Harvick is a. Uh, big meaning of course and then mac well with the five dollar super chat miss craft my boy so yeah you got some fans yeah craft he, well. he he did my um he was the guy who did my graphics oh. for the for 
two seasons or so. Um, wow. I do them now, but yeah, shout out to Macwell. He's he helped me out. So. Nice, nice. Yeah, shout cool, out to you, buddy. Uh, Groovy Goose once again with the five dollars super chat. Thanks, man. Bristol, L.A. All this talk of coliseums. When when will NASCAR race in the Roman Coliseum? Spin that groovy UFO, Jarrett. There you go. Yeah, when I don't know. I don't know, man. We we have to who do you even ask to if you ever wanted to even have a race there? <laughs> like realistically. <laughs> who do you even go to? Do you, do what do they have what do they have out Caesar. there? They have like is is it like a president? Do they have a prime minister? I who, think I think it's a prime Pope? minister, no, I think. No. I don't know. I don't know. It wouldn't surprise Hey, um um uh, Mr. Pope, sir, can we uh, use the wrong chopsy? Dearest Caesar's relatives, we request access. What's their email? email address i gotta talk to the pr PR rep the pr rep of the the actual roman coliseum yeah they have a twitter handle i'm gonna look it up i wonder if they have it but their dms are open look up their info really quick andrew roman coliseum (laughs) andrew mayor with a five dollar super chat bristol puts on three races in one weekend with lots of drama entertainment and fun and fans calling it the best track ever smi dirt i I mean we're starting to see we're starting to see a lot of hate for dirt bristol now i mean like just one race weekend and now everybody's like, ah, screw Dirt Bristol. No, the reason that everyone's so fervent in it now is because <laughs> Dale Jr. said it was bad. Oh, did he? That's did he why. Oh That's why. Well, I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, if, if he hadn't if he hadn't had a smart ass remark at the end of that race, like there'd be a few people saying it, but not the way it is now. Yeah. Like everyone everyone was fine like most of the people were fine with it until like this past week Junebug said it was bad so it's bad and Junior. I'm, I'm gonna say this this is coming from a guy who was a big Dale Earnhardt Jr. fan not everything he says it's is not, the greatest yeah, thing ever it's not always right guys come on but Eric did you want to say anything you're, you're just dying right now. <laughs> I'm laughing I went to Twitter and I typed in Roman Coliseum and oh. I found a Twitter account that has not tweeted in seven years <laughs> that's just at Roman Coliseum and some of their recent tweets can't wait what the future holds hashtag tourism uh, can't decide can't decide which cheese is better on pizza hashtag Gouda hashtag Parmesan He's have zero likes, zero retweets. Skyping Augustus, having some laughs. Hashtag Caesar Sunday. <laughs> they were trying. They were trying really hard. They, they have two tried. followers. Two. <laughs> Is this like the official account? Or I don't something? think so. It's just I, some I, random account. I mean, but I just if, love if, it. If they're tweeting about exactly follow. what I. If the Roman Coliseum had Twitter, that's exactly so, how I feel like they would use. You it. know what we should do. I, I, I actually looked up who owns the Roman Coliseum, and it says it is currently in a tug of war between city officials and the Italian government. So ask city officials first. If they say no, ask the Italian government. Yeah, the Italian so, government. So right there, please. I, if you guys follow, go follow it. I see the other White Castle is going to follow it. If we like, if if a bunch of people in the chat go follow it, I'll go follow it just for shits and giggles. <laughs> have not tweeted in, how many in years? seven years. Seven, seven years, <laughs> May 27th. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. I'm following the, it. The oh, the, pro, the profile banner kills me too. <laughs> yeah, what is that? I'll check. I'll check this out afterwards. But that'll this is conclude great. this segment of the super chat reads. I will read the rest at the end of the show. Thank you guys so much for your guys's generosity. And now let's get back on track here. Well, go ahead and have something to say. Oh no. Okay. Uh, what what what's the ad? 
really quick? It was at Roman underscore Coliseum. <laughs> underscore Coliseum. Yeah, so you guys okay. go make sure to follow that, and uh, we'll have some fun with that. And now, let's get back to the show here. Um, so the next topic on our agenda, practice and qualifying expected for 2022, according to Bob Pachris, although it's going to be at the very least, a tad bit different here. So NASCAR is uh, leaning towards a short practice, roughly 20 to 30 minutes, no adjustments allowed underneath the car. Once practice is over, they roll straight into qualifying. Uh, The cars will be impounded for the majority of the events, uh, sort of similar to the restrictor plate races back in the early 2000s. Um, You can also compare it to um, F1's Park Ferme. It's like once you go out during qualifying, it's like no more adjustments to the cars. So um, F1 taught me um, a little bit, um, uh, a little something on that. And then uh, the final two things, some events may have a practice session after qualifying. So basically brings back happy hour again. And finally, unclear if Xfinity or trucks will have practice and qualifying again. Um, A lot of mixed reactions here. Uh, Jared, I'll start off with you. Uh, Your early thoughts on this. Uh, I think it confirms what NASCAR has been wanting to do for a little while is they want to keep stuff as a one day show. Uh, So that would fit really well in a nice little tight, nice tidy TV window uh, before the races, especially if they're not going to noon starts. So if they're going to start at like, say, 3 p.m. Eastern time. Like this fits in pretty well. You can have stuff at the track before the race itself. We saw this at, at um, was it Coda? I think where they had qualifying the same day as as the like for Xfinity as the Xfinity race. Mm-hmm. It fit the nice little TV window. Um, and and Bob Parker said like elaborated that the reason they would want it to just go straight into practice, no adjust or qualifying, no adjustments is because uh, then they don't have to go through the inspection line again. If they make changes. Okay. Uh, personally, I'm not crazy about it. I'm, I'm fine with having, like, if you do this, that's fine, but I'm cool. I like, I would like one practice session, like a one hour practice session in yeah. the weekend. If they could, I was, I was, I uh, just wanted to say really quick before I move on to Eric, I mean, like, only 20 and 30 minutes for practice that seems way too short in my opinion i feel like an hour would have been a pretty good deal there um now as as um for the xfinity series and truck series the possibility of maybe having no practice and qualify i i I can't even fathom that because we've talked about it for basically a whole season now you know these young drivers need all that practice and stuff to you know to help their um their uh development and now it might be you know snagged away from them for good here so how does this fit in the contract because that's isn't like fox and nbc isn't it in their contract that they're going to be like putting out like practice sessions during the weekend yeah i i don't know i guess they have to work that out but i mean if it's not if it's not something that nascar wants to sell to them anymore yeah and we'll see what happens with that but eric what are your thoughts yeah, I'm kind of like, well, I'm kind of with Jarrett. Uh, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of this. I mean, I'm not a, totally against the idea of one day shows like Xfinity. They have their little practice qualifying thing Saturday morning, race Saturday afternoon, cup Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon. I'm not totally against that because you still have multiple sessions throughout the weekend, incentivizes people buying weekend tickets and camping and stuff pretty well. Like, I, I'm not totally against that. My problem is, you guys know, I don't know if y'all been to dirt races, but you go to a dirt race and they'll like wheel all the cars out there, they'll do a couple pace laps in their qualifying mm-hmm. order and then they'll wave a little cross screen fire or something and they'll do like three or four just hot laps where there's full speed just 
make sure the cars don't mm-hmm. explode or something. And then they'll slow back down, line them up, and then they'll go green with the actual race. That's what this is. This isn't a real practice session. You're not allowed to adjust on the car in any significant way. It's 20 minutes to go out there, make a short run, make sure the wheels don't fall off. That's like a warm-up session. Exactly. It's a warm-up session. It's not a true practice session. So that's that's very disappointing to me that there's not actually going to be a chance to, like like in Bob Hawker's tweet, they're not going to be able to work underneath the car. It's all being finalized. Maybe they'll change this. Maybe this won't be what it actually turns out to be, but this is what it sounds like. You know, the fact that they can't make any significant adjustments to the car means it's not a true practice session. And it's only 20 minutes long and it leads right into qualifying with no, and it's an impound race. So you're not even able to work on your own special qualifying setup versus race setup. I thought that was always kind of fun how some teams always hit it for qualifying, but missed it for the race. Or you could kind of pick and choose your battles. You'd have teams that intentionally tried to set their cars, trim their cars out to Mm -hmm. qualify on the front row. And then they'd fade during the race. It was sort of a give and take like those storylines, that competitive, you know, element of the weekend is now completely gone. So uh, it's better than what they have now, which is no practice. But it's not nearly as good as I was hoping for. Maybe they'll do what they did with other decisions and move it from the rear of the session to the front of it. <laughs> they qualifying and then practice. <laughs> ah, slide it forward. I, I, I almost wonder, I almost feel like I'd rather see them get an hour for practice and then face their starting lineup on practice speeds. I mean, that's honestly, a that's a honestly, I wouldn't be against that either. I, and, yeah. and, and, and doing this an hour is a lot of time to do a lot of things. So you can send them out there and say, Hey, we're going to barely put any gas in you. So you can go out there, just lay down a fast lap and then we'll focus on the race when you get back. Yeah. I don't know. Just, I feel like just more time would do the teams good. And I mean, just what's the point of having a practice session if you can't adjust anything and stuff like that? I mean, that's the point of practice to see what works and, and what doesn't. I mean, what's the end goal here to make the, uh, uh, the, uh, the, the competition more even here, perhaps? Is that possibly the end goal here? I guess. Uh, I think it's just all cost cutting. Or I cost think part cutting of it's, too. Yeah, and that's a good point. I hadn't thought about Jared, but that Fox and NBC, there was value in showing practice and qualifying to them. And that's, going to be severely reduced next year it's going to be better than it is now which they'll be happy about but it's going to be less than they probably initially thought they'd be getting in 2022 but i think it's just a cost saving thing i think honestly if they're running the gen six again next year they probably wouldn't do practice or qualifying outside of a few races they probably do exactly what they did this year i think nascar is almost reluctantly giving us this little you know 20 minute practice and qualifying because they feel like they have to because it's a brand new car like if it wasn't for the brand new car we might not even be getting this that's how someone in the chat says they're turning into penny pinchers and that's kind of true mm. i'm in favor of them saving money saving money saving money but now it's like almost every decision feels like it's saving money yeah and now it's all we're happening doing all at much. once we're doing too yeah. much here right like removing live pit stops for a lot of standalone xfinity and truck races okay oh, brand new car I, I forgot about that brand Jeez. new car that completely that downsizes you know there are plenty of employees now that are basically out of jobs next year because mm. you know just that's the nature had to downsize the business got smaller okay and now you're telling me no practice or very little practice not a real practice session for all of next season after now we've already been through two full years nearly with no practice already like now it's all happening all at once and you know what's the old saying in racing the old saying used to be like you know if they don't spend it on this the teams will spend it on something else so at the end of the day is this really spending people or saving people money yeah like the money's going somewhere else for at least the big teams well let's be real too with the teams i mean the fact that they're you know a lot of these teams are going to gut probably about a third of their you know, there's their staff. Uh, I don't know what the number, I'm not gonna put a number on it, but it's around what they were estimating. It's around what they were estimating. And, and so, you know, the teams will have less people to pay (laughs) moving the numbers so they can get more sponsorship money. 
I'm just I'm, I'm bringing that theory, up because yeah, yeah. that was their point. Yeah. That yep. like all this stuff is to have more money and cost cutting and this and that. They're not going to spend less money. Like this, uh, they're going to be there anyway. What what is one more you know full tank of fuel for practice and qualifying? Like you know. One, two more sets of tires. Like, because uh, we're talking about cup series. Like, yeah, I understand yeah. small Xfinity teams and truck teams, that's no practice, no qualifying. That saved them a lot of money. I can kind of understand that. But the cup series, if, the, if a team's got $10 freaking million to shell out for a charter, they, they they should be able to afford a couple extra sets of tires on the weekends. I'm sorry. I know that's still expensive, but this is a big business. This is a big industry. These are the cup series we're talking about. I don't think, I think outside of, you know, Rick Ware, which I don't know what their business looks like. And maybe JTG who's downsizing or front row who may be downsizing Starcom's going away. You know, Joe Gibbs racing shouldn't have to have a problem paying for an extra couple sets of tires. Hendrick Penske, you know what I mean? That, that, yeah. it's, it feels like it's too much happening all at once. And this is an instance where, you know, moving the number over on the door isn't going to affect the racing product. You know, the next gen car is going to affect racing product, but hopefully for the better at a lot of tracks, (laughs) removing practice and qualifying or severely limiting practice for next season. Once again, it it does have an effect on the racing product and has an effect on the, on the at track experience during the weekend. So uh, this one hits not close to home, but it hits harder than some of the other changes because it's directly in the face of the fans. The fans want to see more track time during the weekend. And NASCAR is very reluctantly giving them just a sliver of it. So I'm not a fan of this move overall. It's not, it's better than it is this year, but it's not as good as I was hoping for. I'm a little disappointed as a result. It it just feels bad that we have to, keep justifying ourselves oh it's not as bad as this year it, yeah it's just it, it that's just i think that's what too consistent now it's i think that's justifying. what they're 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 banking on mm. you know you give them just enough that they want more you know we want more i mean i for years i would go camping at chicagoland right and and i would you know we'd get there on like wednesday and be there through sunday and there was cars on track every practice, day, racing, practice 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 there was something going on and as a race fan, I really, you know, it was awesome just, you know, to, to, to go in there and, and to just soak it all in. And, and it was all part of the experience. Mm. Well, now, based on what a lot of the, the weekends that they've tried to do last couple of years and now with this, a $800 weekend used to cover five days. Now that might cover two. Like this is this is severely undercutting the fans who are the, the fans who are paying the most to go see your product in person. It's a slap in the face to them. I mean, how like many, if, oh oh sorry, go ahead. Well, just if I'm if I'm going, you know, like if I'm gonna go in the infield, if I'm gonna spend a a, a shit ton of money, I want to see damn cars on track. I don't want to sit there in an empty track for most of the week. Well, and, and it's also happen. And to me, it's also if you're camping, drivers in the past would come out to the campgrounds. They do sponsor events. They'd have more appearances. But now drivers, you hear them clamoring since last year for more one day shows. We don't like being away from our families for the full weekend. We don't oh, like sitting around the motor. Oh, oh cry me a river. river. Exactly. River. Exactly. So right now, cup haulers for a lot of races this year don't even get into the track until like midnight on Saturday or Sunday morning. You know what I mean? So the cup drivers are flying in Sunday morning, maybe Saturday night, but they're not going to the track Saturday night more than likely. Mm-hmm. They're flying in Sunday morning. They're getting up. They're doing their, they're racing. They're maybe doing one sponsor appearance outside the track and they're going home. Mm-hmm. So not only are you costing fans, you know, less 
cars on track, which let's be honest, it's nice to have the cars around you, but nobody's really sitting there studying practice. Like that's, I'll, I'll be in full disclosure, that's fair. But now the, the weekend atmosphere of drivers being around, getting to, you know, seeing, we've joked in the show in the past how NASCAR executives, you'd see them partying in the infield at Talladega yeah. on a Friday night. You'd see drivers, Dale Jr. would be partying Friday night. And that won't happen anymore. That's not going to happen anymore. Yeah. And they're basically eliminating that from ever being a possibility again, which is, which is a disappointment. Like, and if the justification is a lot like, cause I, I have to think money can't like money is the biggest, obviously, yeah. but it, it's not the only, cause there's some things that they get like, for instance, like the Brickyard 400 probably made them more money, but there were more reasons to change it to the road course that NASCAR saw. Uh, I mean, it, it, you see it in the ratings too. So, it, I have to think the next biggest part of that is everyone, oh, we're away from home too much, like we were talking about before. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I I could sympathize if it was, like, someone, like, on an oil rig or something or someone that was doing really hard manual labor. Like, I know, you know, we, we've talked to a lot of the drivers. They're really cool people. But I do not sympathize, and I don't think fans at home should sympathize a damn bit with listening to a millionaire who really, if you look at, at their job of driving, now is wanting to work one day a week for 36 week, weeks a year. Yeah. I not, don't sympathize well, at all with you're not with you're, you're not going to get much sympathy in in, in that case well, from NASCAR well, fans at all. NASCAR fans generally are, are a fan base that, you know, I think Blue they collar, look at the, the, the median income of, of of a NASCAR fan per year is like in the mid forties to like low fifty thousand. And then if they they're hear, if they're even that lucky. And then they hear some some you know gazillionaire talking about oh I miss my family just, I only want to work one day from home you know like well, I mean, obviously they're working more than one day during the week. But my yeah, yeah, point course, is course, yeah. number one complaint you hear from drivers is they don't they don't want to be stuck in a motor home doing not much for two days. You're Go doing it wrong. I read I read that article with uh, that Jeff Gluck put out today about Noah Gregson. He is one of the best in the business. He goes out Friday, Saturday. He's at his merch mm-hmm. hauler signing for fans, he meeting knows what fans. He's doing. Like yeah. that's how you build your brand. That's why he's I'm sure he's one of the most hated, but he's also arguably the most popular driver in Xfinity these days mm-hmm. because he puts the work in. And drivers wonder why their salaries have gone down. Drivers wonder why their their fan base is not shriveled. putting the work in. It's because you're not putting the work in because you're asking for one day shows as opposed to you know hey maybe rather than sit in this motorhome for three week for three days go be like Corey LaJoy and throw the football with fans. Go paint on the curbing at at the Roval and make some headlines. Do something fun and artistic and create creative with your time. Artistic. You know, the drivers just don't want to do it. Like I, I, I'm not every driver's a millionaire, you know, some mm-hmm. of these drivers, you know, these teams, they're, they're gritty, they're working, they're hard. And, you know, I understand that. And I understand it's hard to be away from home for three, four days a week for, for 38 weeks. I, I, it's difficult, but that's what you signed yeah, up yeah, for. Yeah, I was about to say, my <laughs> argument to that was I mean, like, yeah. that's what you signed up for, man. I mean, you don't yeah, like it. Don't race in NASCAR. I mean, it's, just it's complete. It's completely tone deaf too of the mm-hmm. people you're entertaining. Yeah. I mean, you, when you look at NASCAR fans in general, NASCAR fans in in general are very hardworking people. You see so many stories of these fans who are like, I saved up for an entire year so I could go for two days to this race. Yeah. Two days. And you're wanting to cut it more for them? I'm sorry. That pisses me off. As 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 someone who went in the infield for 15 years, someone who 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 watched my grandpa, for instance, look forward to that one race a year, that pisses me off as a fan to to do to see this much tone deaf. When you look at IndyCar drivers who you can't get them away from the fans. I gotta say, I mean, IndyCar, they they know how they they do it right, man, with the fan experience. And so does 
is NHRA as well. I mean, you just buy a ticket and boom, you know, you're in the uh, garage area there, uh, uh, there and stuff. But also, um, the drivers seem um, they seem to be more uh, um, accessible in general to the fans, you know, compared to NASCAR. Uh, NASCAR, they're pretty, ex- ex- they are accessible. I'll still give NASCAR credit. Yeah, it's it's they still are. On it. yeah, my my point is, it's yeah. just, and, and I don't mean to put all this on the driver, because I don't think it is. I think a lot of this is the teams want to save money, not spending as many nights at hotels, blah, blah, blah. I understand there's cost cutting is a measure, but my point is, what are the fans losing by far less practice and qualifying and by one day shows? And it's this, it is the, oppor- the opportunities to meet your favorite drivers. It's the opportunities to see them in action, to form that bond, that connection, that IndyCar is doing a really good job of these days. NASCAR still, when the drivers are at the track, they are still doing a good job, but they're just at the track far less frequently right now because of COVID protocols and current scheduling. Uh, and next year, you know, they're, they're playing to continue that, it sounds like. And that that's what's disappointing me. I understand we were never going to go back to three hours of qualifying. Yeah. And I'm fine with that. Yeah, that's but cool. That's cool. 20 minutes. And it sounds like the point of this is for it to all be a one day show more often than not. So really, we're again talking about just one day at the track. <laughs> This might even make it harder for fans to meet their favorite drivers if they do do qualifying and practice on Sunday morning, because now Sunday morning is when they go out to the midway and sign autographs. Well, now they're not going to get to do that. You know, well, well, even even then, PR people these days, they honestly do not want fans around their drivers. I've just noticed that. They yeah, don't some do. Yeah, them. some some don't. Well, and, yeah. and I, I, I'll ask this: Are, are the tracks seeing how there's going to be less time for the fans to be at track uh, at the track? Are they going to cut ticket prices? That's what I'm saying. I mean, I don't think I'm so. not saying they're terrible. I don't, I, I don't mean, get me wrong. Yeah. NASCAR ticket prices are way better than any other sport, and I think NASCAR mm-hmm. fans complain too much about it. But if you're going to cut how much stuff fans get to see, maybe you should let them save a bit of their money. I guess to I guess to, they um, won't do that. Well. I guess to close off on this topic, I mean, like, I just feel bad for the younger generation of fans. Now we're going to have, you know, perhaps less content now. You know, growing up as a kid, you know, I would come home from school, you know, every Friday, turn on the speed channel. And then, you know, you see practice and qualifying and stuff, you know, from um, earlier in in the uh uh, the day and all that stuff like we're not gonna have that anymore and stuff it's just right. just you know um, replacing that with you know what like practice sessions when in reality they're just 20 30 you know minute warm-up sessions before qualifying and stuff so I don't even really consider that practice either because you can't make adjustments you can't do all that stuff and I mean it's just it's just less content for you know fans to um, to assume meanwhile you know IndyCar they have you know practice sessions group qualifying all that stuff you know on on the regular you know whether it's on NBC or, or you know Peacock streaming it's still there to watch you know so it's, it seems it seems like they could but they just won't yeah yeah, I mean, just I mean, like I get it to an extent, you know, got to cut some cause, but I mean, it's like it's like Eric said earlier. I mean, like, what is you know two sets of tires and a tank of gas, you know, like worth to these you know mega buck teams, you know, like the yeah. smaller teams. I, mean, I understand, you know, I, and I know it's more than that, but but the point still stands. Someone who has a colleague or somebody just bought charters for ten million a piece. Yeah, so- ten million dollars for one charter, and we're complaining about an extra hour of practice that's just yeah. i'm for, sorry that doesn't compute for, that does not for compute a series who according to most people who have talked about it will cost less to run in now than the xfinity series yeah i mean you think the car would you know cut costs out of mag but no let's just you know mess with the other stuff before we uh move on though uh miscraft do you have any thoughts on this sir yeah <laughs> i was looking at um tickets for to go to the um to the petite le mans for imza at Ooh. red atlanta and they've and they've got I mean, they've got races and practices and qualifying mm-hmm. from Thursday all the way to Saturday from 7 a.m. to like 5 in the afternoon. And and 
you know, you guys mentioned you missed a lot of this stuff. I miss it as well. You know, I'd love getting up at eight o'clock in the morning, you know, right at the break of dawn, going to the racetrack and, um, you know, you'd see a whole bunch of sponsor uh, setups and stuff and your merchandise haulers and all that stuff. The gates for the grandstands wouldn't open an hour and a half before the race. They'd open four or five hours beforehand. So yeah. you'd go in, sit down, do all, you know, I mean, I don't know. It, it's just, it's kind of becoming it's hard to now think about, you know, spending so much money to go to a racetrack now, you know, um, when it, when it's one day shows, I can, you know, I, I can understand, you know, if you have a triple header, it'd be kind of cool to, you know, camp out, do all that stuff. But, you know, for some tracks when you, where you have maybe just cop or just Xfinity or trucks or Xfinity or cup or something like that, it, it'd be kind of hard to, you know, start to fish out all that money, um, as a fan. Um, uh, and, and I, there were some people I when I went to Atlanta this year that uh, went to Pocono every single year, and they were upset that they got rid of or they added a doubleheader for Pocono because they loved going and watching, you know, two different weekends instead of just camping out for one full weekend because they they love more racing and more cars and tracks. So, yeah. um, you know, it, it, it's rough, but. You know, if this is the way we're going, then yeah, I'd hope ticket prices or something are cut down, like you said. Yeah, I mean, I'd hope, but honestly, I I doubt they will. Honestly, so I mean, just less content, you'll still have to pay, you know, the same amount. Unfortunately, it looks like so. I hope they, you know, backtrack on some of these, you know, maybe increase the practices, but it absolutely wouldn't surprise me if it's you know if uh, this is the new norm unfortunately so we'll see what happens though um now moving on to the rumor mill the famous rumor mill i'm just i'm i'm all over the place i, I just love saying the famous whatever so <laughs> sorry about that but anyways the rumor mill is back uh this week the xfinity and truck series will be going to portland in 2022 according to jalopnik uh i'll start off with uh danny here i mean your thoughts on this i mean like i, I I mean, I've watched some IndyCar races out there and stuff, you know, on TV. It's a uh, pretty, pretty badass, in my opinion. It'd be unique to see that part of the of America even get the chance to see some kind of racing. I mean, does this is Portland, Oregon, not Portland, Maine? Yeah, yeah. It's two very different Portlands, but Portland, Oregon is an area that when it's, it's been it's, it, where's the nearest NASCAR track for them? California, I guess. Uh, I guess maybe. What would Sonoma? It, Sonoma, yeah, it would be Sonoma. So that's an area that NASCAR needs to see if it's worth it. Yeah, I think I think they're trying to test the West Coast, but it's like it's just a matter of don't do too much all at once. Try a little bit, see if it's even worth it. Well, yeah, this is different too. I mean, it's not just the West Coast; it's the um, what is it? The, uh, the Pacific, Northwest. Yeah, yeah, the uh, Northwest. Yeah, Northwest Coast, basically. And I mean, um, some famous drivers have uh, came out of out of um, that region of the uh, the country. Chad Little, Casey Kane, as well. You know, some mm-hmm. notable names. And yeah, I'm I'm really shocked that we haven't had a, a Cup Series um, race there sooner. Honestly, you know. But Eric, what are your thoughts on this? I mean, I don't know a whole lot about the track. That's where IndyCar just raced there uh, mm. a couple weeks ago, and and the ARCA was it the West Series, I guess, raced oh, there as well. Oh yeah, yeah, they were there for that fiasco, <laughs> and they got Taylor Grade yeah. uh, at the end there. I'm just calling a lot of drivers out tonight. <laughs> they deserve it. Let's be real. It's fine. Uh, I think we're <laughs> all calling people out tonight. Yeah, they can uh, take it. They can take it. It's well, okay. no, what's funny is you guys have co- complimented Riley Herbst tonight, and I've like gone after Ben Rhodes and Taylor. Grade. I mean, this, this is, is just, opposite day. <laughs> yeah, this is opposite day. This is getting insane. This but is crazy. Uh, I mean, it's a new road course. I don't know a lot about the. Facility 
facility. Uh, obviously, it must be decent. It, it looked okay the little bit I saw of it during the IndyCar race. And also, um, I, I think um, I think they have hosted a truck series race there before. <laughs> I just wanted to add that. I think a truck series race has. Yeah, I, I just I hadn't seen it. I'm I'm very unfamiliar with the track, so I think I think it could certainly serve. And as the report suggests, perhaps a truck or Xfinity race. Maybe both of them doubled up the same weekend, so it's not a complete one-off because um, that might get expensive. I mean, I, we talk about cutting costs. Sending a truck team for a one-off in mm, Portland, yeah. literally as far from Charlotte as you can possibly get on the NASCAR schedule for a one-off race. I don't know if that makes a whole lot of sense. Um, so it maybe makes sense to double that weekend up, bring a little more value for TV partners and sponsors and stuff like that. I have no idea, but uh, you know, I think it'd be interesting. Yeah, another road course and that area of the country that's currently not really represented by net with a NASCAR track. I think it's a good idea. Jared. I, 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 I like the idea if it's like something that we're, we, if they have a plan, if they were, they announce like, this is what we're doing kind of thing. I just think having it that far out of the way, like Eric said, is going to be the biggest obstacle, especially for teams that more often than not don't have as much money as the cup teams will. Um, so I like the idea. I think it's an un- untapped market, and I think that that going out there and in, in an area that basically you can draw from like four or five different states, really, that don't have a racetrack in the NASCAR Cup schedule if they elect to put it there at some point. I, I think that's a really good move uh, if they make it work. If it doesn't, then it'll be a bad move, obviously. Duh. Um, but for now, I think that it, it's it's trending on a good one. We just have to see how the racing is and how the fan turnout is. If there's no if there's no turnout, GTFO. Yeah, I mean it's pretty good. It's a pretty good turnout for the IndyCar series, but I mean their standards yes. are obviously different. So we'll see what happens with that if it comes to uh, fruition. Uh, uh, Tyler, what do you think? No, I mean new tracks are always great, um, but you know situations are you know or locations are always a big thing i mean i mean you mentioned it with you know being so far away from charlotte it's kind of kind of hard to you know figure out what what teams are going to do you know when they don't have as much money so it yeah about the same as what you said so yeah it's yeah we'll see yeah we'll see what happens with that but i mean yeah like you said this will be a you know a new thing hopefully you know logistically it's you know good for the teams and and all that stuff i mean i remember the days when you know the truck series teams would have to go all the way from daytona all the way to you know auto club the other side of the freaking country back in the uh early 2000s there that must have been really rough on those teams back in those days so there's a reason they don't race there anymore but yep yeah all right so that was the rumor mill okay and uh a really quick discussion now eric you had brought this up i mean do you want to take this over because like i don't really yeah yeah i don't really know what this is since we have a few extra minutes we've made good time tonight all that's left really is our las vegas picks and preview so i wanted to mention this because i saw a few people retweet it and that's how it was brought to my attention but it was billy venturini um owner co-owner of venturini motorsports arca team of course um and i don't have the tweet pulled up exactly but he, he basically said along the line what if kind of threw us out as a hypothetical i don't think he was actually necessarily pitching for this specifically but threw it out as a hypothetical what if in the future there are there's some sort of halftime in nascar races that allows and 
you know, by halftime, it's not just, you know, pause commercials, let the drivers take a sip of water, but no more like the teams can take the cars into the garage stalls and completely like, unlike the little, you know, fake practice sessions we were just talking about, actually go under the car, make huge adjustments, things like that. I know what he's uh, referring to because on the short track scene, they have those little halftime breaks where, you know, after like lap 75 out of like, out of like, yeah, but they, uh, well, I guess not. There's some sort of, yeah, they take them to no, the garage, but obviously in, and stuff. in NASCAR, they could take some pretty serious mm. swings at it. And his idea was that it, maybe it would add to storylines because if you can take that big of a swing at it, a team that missed the setup in the first half of the race that's running 15th or 20th, they might turn it around and be a contender in the second half if they take a because they have the chance to really work on it. Obviously, just like we talked about the Bob Pockris tweets earlier, there's the concern of teams doing something illegal to the car and then failing post-race inspection or whatever, or whatever the case may be. There's those problems as well that may arise. And, uh, and then there's also the argument that, you know, is a 20 or 30 minute break in the middle of the race really worth it just to see if, uh, uh, if a 20th place car can somehow find that miraculous adjustment and get into the top five, I don't know. They also talked about, you know, the drivers would be out of the cars for a few minutes, chance for some mid-race interviews. Maybe that'd be interesting content. I have no idea, but um, I thought it'd be worth at least mentioning. I don't know where I'd fall on it. I'm initially reluctant or hesitant, I think, to go along with it, but it's not the craziest idea I've, I've heard, especially if, like he kind of says in the tweet, it can be spun in some way for better content, you know, mid-race. I, I don't know. Money. <laughs> or well, I don't know how it would necessarily save money. I mean, I don't know. I mean, because I assume there's still no, be I'm, I'm just, steps. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, but, a smart ass comment. Yeah. yeah. It seems like everything's saving money these days. So yeah, I'm trying to look into this argument. Where would this save money? I'll, it, yeah, exactly. it is. Yeah. I'll just, I'll just put myself as saying, no, I'm not a fan of that. I, I think the only way, because so for instance, when they announced what they were doing at Dirt Bristol, which again, I will defend, even though people don't want me to. Um, when they announced what they were doing at Dirt Bristol, and they were like, "Yeah, well, well, between the stages, we'll stop. You can like work on the car, stuff like that." At first, I was like, "No, yeah, I didn't like that." But then I saw it in action, and I was like, "Okay, that's not terrible." If they're going to cut the team short with stuff like that, but if that's like going to be the norm, no. If it's like a few races here or there, like let's say they go to Portland, and after the stages, they don't have the crew, the the crews there and stuff. Okay, maybe I could see that being a possibility, but I I personally would have to be a hard no on this one. Like I, I, yeah. I just think it's, I mean, Bruton Smith initially had this idea back in the mid two thousands. And I think it's just, it'd be NASCAR trying too hard. Uh, you know, you're, you're trying to get to, to, I mean, NASCAR itself has said to try to get to more new audiences, audiences that wouldn't have considered NASCAR beforehand. And I think that trying to keep them invested in what's going on in the garage for 10 to 20 minutes. That's going to be hard. Would, yeah. uh, I think it's damn near impossible unless they're like actual car guys. Like, so I, I don't think this is something that should would work. I don't think it's something that should be on the table personally. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see what I think if, if, if they're, if they were able to, put microphones in front of the drivers for a consistent amount and get them to talk about something interesting, then it maybe it would be worthwhile, but I'm with you guys. I think any serious stop in the action for more than, you know, just a few minutes at a time for a caution is, is risky. I think that's not, not necessarily a good call. Yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, it's think? a, it's a what debate. Th- so, but, yeah, Tyler. Yeah. What do you yeah. think? Um, I've, I've 
live by the thing where racing should be whoever can get from point A to point B the fastest. You know, that's kind of what I've always gone by for uh, racing, you know, whether it's dirt racing, whether it's asphalt racing. You know, obviously there are some circumstances where, you know, money can come into play where you don't have enough crew members to do, you know, quick pit stops or competitive pit stops. Man. Or, you know, your your team may not know how to set, uh, how to adjust for a dirt car or something like that. Or, you know, I can understand some of that stuff, but, um, you know, with uh, how they allowed the team, let's just say uh, with Coda, when they allowed them to come down and um, put, uh, uh, what was it like uh they put <laughs> i forget i why do i forget what it was called but they put something on the windshield of the car oh, rain x or whatever you know um mm-hmm. I, there were so many people that complained about you know just a small stop in the action like that <laughs> you know because they, we want as much competitive um time as possible as racing fans and i think if nascar wants to cater to something that or cater to a fan you know a fan base that they don't have right now it would be really hard to keep both a new fan base and your pure racing fan base mm. together if you start, you know, trying to mer- merge them together because I really don't think there's much of a gray area there. So, yeah. you know, if you're going to stop mid-race, you're just, you're going to kill the mood for a lot of people. So, yeah, so we'll, s- we'll see what happens with that. And really quick, sorry about the chat, guys. I'm trying to find the slow mode on here. I don't know. It's yeah, not popping just, up for me for some reason. Just enable slow mode and it'll be okay. The, the mods are doing a pretty good job. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank you guys so much. But yeah, yeah. So we'll uh, continue on, of course. And now we are at that point of the show. We are at the preview segment. So the not, Las- not the famous preview section. No, no. I'm I'm, I'm going to retire that for the rest of the show now. <laughs> so I've already said it. I've said it like seven, eight times up to this point, I feel like. But yeah, you know, Las Vegas weekend. So let's run it down. So the Cup Series um, um, channels, um, you can um, you can uh, watch the, um, this weekend's Cup oh, Series my. race on NBCSN and listen to it on PRN. The start time is on Saturday. At, Sorry, son, or, uh, Sunday. Sunday. I, I, I didn't replace that Sunday. part right so, now. Yeah, my bad. But yeah, Sunday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time on NBCSN, and you can listen to it on PRN. Xfinity. Oh, wait, go ahead. I just want to make 100% sure. Uh, 7 p.m. Okay. Eastern time. I think I I think I uh, okay. left in last week's. Okay. Um, so 7 p.m. Eastern time. Just, you want me to read them off real quick? Uh, yeah. I think I, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. So, so Xfinity Race will be on Saturday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. I, I got that one right. Uh, on NBCSN and PRN. Uh, and then the, the truck series will be on FS1 and MRN. I, hey, I got that one right too. <laughs> uh, at 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern time on Friday night. Uh, so the, you got that one too. Uh, Darren, you can lead off the rest. I, I I don't know why I didn't fix the <laughs> Yeah, you, the never, you usually never make a mistake there. Yeah, that's uh, rare. Yeah. Man, Blame it on me, chat. Blame it on me. That's funny. But, um, did you already read off the Cup Series or and Xfinity? I, I was like... Yeah, I got them all. Okay. I got okay. them all. All right, cool, cool. All right. And uh, the weather. Oh, it even says Bristol weather. <laughs> Yeah, I'd see. Oh, that's funny. But anyways, the weather weather on Friday is uh, 96 degrees, um, 0% chance of rain. So that's good. Saturday, um, high of 94 degrees, 0% chance of rain once again. And on Sunday, 94 degrees with a 5% chance of rain. So um, that's why they're night races, because it won't be that hot at night. It'll be close, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But at night, it's a little bit better. Trust me. It's a little bit better. Late late afternoon races, I guess, for for Vegas time. But uh, we have to go to the pick points here. Um, after last week's race at Bristol, Jared, wait, go ahead. 
Somebody says. Uh, do you have the odds? Oh, the odds! Dang it! Oh, I forgot about that. Yes, I have them up. I have them up <laughs> oh right here. God. I have them up. I have them up right here. They're up. They're up. I just skipped over them. Okay, so according to the Vegas Insider here, um, their betting odds for the 2021 South Point 400, Kyle Larson comes in as the odds-on favorite. Plus surprise, surprise, yeah, surprise. I know. Plus 350 this weekend, and then the second closest is Kyle Busch at plus 600. So, I mean, they really think Kyle Larson is just going to straight up dominate this weekend. And uh, third is Denny Hamlin, plus 700. Chase Elliott, fourth, plus 800. And finally, rounding out the top five, Martin Trix Jr., plus 900. Now, I can list off a couple of, you know, dark horses here. Uh, you know, Tyler Reddick, I mean, he's outside of the uh, playoffs now. But, I mean, this weekend coming in at 4,500 odds. So, I mean, that's, I mean, if you want to take a bit of a risk, go for it. And then, um... I don't know. How is Ross Chastain here? Is he? Does he have a track record here? No, not really. I mean, he's he's got his first Xfinity Series win here. Yeah, yeah. Right. I, so I mean, like he's um, he's listed as uh, um, five thousand plus odds. So I mean, like there's another risky one. So if you want to, you know, perhaps pick a dark horse, go for it. But uh, yeah, those are the uh, betting odds there. And now let's get into the pick points, uh, Jarrett. Uh, extended his lead this weekend. Now he is um, has 516 total points accumulated throughout the season, sitting P1. Eric is right there, um, minus 37. I mean, that's, that's pretty close compared to the uh, entire season thus far. So um, Eric Estep, minus 37. I am still barely on the podium, minus 78. The chat, chat, you are just two points behind me. Two whole points, minus 80 and P4. The guests sit solidly in fifth, um, minus 103. And finally, Danny B, you uh, you gained some points this weekend, didn't you? Now you're minus 112, right? No, no, that's exactly where I was. I, I even won, and I'm still there. Oh, my goodness. Well, hey, you're still in the basement. So, hey, he, he perhaps has a shot to go over the guests. So we'll see who uh, Miss Craft, uh, you know, picks. Well, it'll all depend on that. But, uh, yeah, so let's get right into it, guys. Uh, now, let's get into it. Uh, who is going to win in the truck series? I'm not going first this time. Yeah, who's that, going that first? Who's time. going first? That's always the, the thing. Um, That's always the question. Who's going first here? Sure, why not? Uh, <laughs> go ahead. Uh, I think I'm going to have to go with John Hunter Nemechek, to be honest. I mean, um, I, I, I think he finished, was it second to Kyle Busch? Earlier this year, uh, or, or did I they race so. it? Less? I think. I think. I think KBM's gonna be the best, the team to beat here. Uh, so I'm gonna go with John Hunter Nemechek. Yeah, I'll just get mine out of the way. Yeah, John Hunter Nemechek for me. Yeah. I was double checking. I, I was double checking the starting line just to make sure I wasn't forgetting anybody. Um, John Hunter Nemechek's probably the runaway favorite. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I, I feel. I feel like Sheldon Creed has been the best car in every race of these playoffs so far. I know it's a completely different type of track, so maybe I'll be, maybe I'm going too far on a limb on this one, but I think Sheldon Creed. I'm going John Hunter Nemechek. I'm going to go with him again. Chandler Smith. Chandler Smith. Chandler. Oh God. I, look at you. I got, I got nervous when I heard that video. I was like, Oh, man, Chandler, I feel like I got in trouble now. <laughs> uh, it, Chat's definitely going John Hunter Nemechek. Yeah, it's pretty much a blowout. Seeing. Yeah, so John Hunter, definitely. Okay. All right. Now, who is going to win the Xfinity Series race at Las Vegas? I'll go first on this one. And A.J. Allmendinger. Uh, I'll go with A.J. Allmendinger as well. I mean, he won there in the spring, so I feel like that's a safe pick. 
He's been a little, um, dare I say, a little bit of a non-factor his last couple of races, um, at least by his early season standards. But no, Ty Gibbs, he's going to win this weekend. Yep, I'm on yep. the Ty Gibbs train with you. <laughs> and I, I, I have to go with Ty Gibbs as well. I mean, you know, I mean, he did great on the mile and a half this year, so why not? Yeah, yeah I feel like the last few races for him, you know, Bristol's kind of a crapshoot. Yeah, those are difficult racetracks, you know. But not saying Vegas is an easy track, but it is a little more straightforward. I think he'll be he'll be able to avoid trouble, and I think the fact that he's got probably the best car in the field will play to his favor. Let's okay. see what the chat says right now. I, um, well, I see Cindric. Well, I mean, that's a mixed yeah, bag. Yeah, but there's a lot of people that are repeating. Yeah, it's a Cindric. mixed bag of tricks. Let's see. It, it really does look like it's between 22 and 16, though, yeah. with some Ty Gibbs sprinkled in there. Uh, Daniel Hemrick is in there. Uh, Gregson, Herbst, Algar. Oh, Gibbs, of course. He's, oh, yeah. Hemrick. He's racing. He's racing. Oh, yeah. Hemrick is a repeat. Um, I think it's Cindric. I just saw four unique Cindrics in a row. Yeah. Almost yeah. In a row. yeah I'm, I said it's looking like Cindric. Jeremy yeah. Clements, though, going to put on a good, on a good show. Yep. I'm thinking, yeah, I'm, I'm realistically hoping top 15. That's about as good as they've run most of this year. But uh, I think a top 10 is absolutely not out of the question. You never know. Definitely one of the dark horses, for sure, without a doubt. Okay. All Has right. Everyone picked, right? Just making sure. Yeah. Pick? All right. Just making sure. Just making sure. Okay. Now let's get into the Cup Series stuff. Who is going to suck this weekend at Las Vegas? Eric, you start us off. Who's going to suck? Oh, boy. Um... <laughs> I, don't know. I want to pick a playoff driver. I want to keep it interesting. Uh, man, Penske's so good here, but I think Brad Keselowski's going to struggle. I picked him to be eliminated in the first round. He survived. He, he bested my predictions in the first round, but I think I think it's going to bounce back. I think he's going to struggle. Run like you know, thirteenth, fourteenth at Las Vegas. Yeah, I'll go with Christopher Bell to suck. I don't know. It's just too too inconsistent for me. Way too inconsistent for my liking. I would. Oh, sorry. Go. You go. Go ahead. Okay. I'll say Kyle Busch, honestly, not having a good run at his home track. I that think, shocked uh, me. Yeah. I think I'll have to go with Joey Logano on this one. That mm. shocked me, too. That's very shocking. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm going to go with Tyler Reddick. He has struggled here his entire career for the most part, uh, one way or another, and I think it continues this weekend. Yeah. Okay. And – Who's the chat Ooh, pick? Mm-hmm. Who's the chat pick? Let's They're see. going JGR. It looks Whoa. like. Whoa! Yeah, I'm seeing I'm a lot just, of. Oh, I'm seeing oh, a lot of 18s and 20s right now. Well, well, the 18s are repeats. It's, it's, oh, it's just envy. It's NBR. It's just envy. Well, I'm, well I, 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 I am actually I'm saying Fiora's right team. Yeah. Let's see, 19. I see. Also, see some. Just, just give them all of Joe Gibbs Racing. So yeah, they can't just, pick just, any uh, Gibbs drivers. Just, just pick Joe Gibbs Racing. I'm, well, I guess uh, nobody's uh, saying Hamlin. So just say Truex, Bush, and Bell. They can't pick uh, them anymore. Oh, there's a Hamlin. Yeah. <laughs> Did you say that? Uh, there's one. Uh, there's one for Cheater Boy. We know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> there's actually a few Harvick ones in there now. Yeah, there's a few there. Uh, well, there's some bad, <laughs> there's some bad words in there now. Yeah. <laughs> Maz, handle, uh, that. handle that really quick. There's actually there's actually surprising surprisingly a lot of 18s and 19s in there. Give them both. Yeah, somebody <laughs> done said, this to yourself, chat. Somebody said, all right, let, let's boy. let them choose. Let's let them choose eight between Kyle Bush and Martin Jurex. Who are you choosing? Just put 18 or 19. Yeah, just we'll 18 or 19, y'all. And then, yeah, we'll settle that later. Who do we have? Let's see, who do we have here? And by the way, thank you uh, to the mods for handling it. It's not pulling up That's the That's 18. For me. 
Yeah, that's 18. Yeah, I see 18. Kyle Bush. I see 18 right there. So, wow, they all bought into my ideas. Yeah, so Kyle Bush is going to suck. All right, now let's get into it. The next segment, Dark Horses. Who is your Dark Horse this weekend at Las Vegas, Jarrett? Uh, Chris Busher. Uh, he has run in the top 15 in like the last four uh, races at Las Vegas. And I think that uh, I think that Ford is going to be up in the top 10 this week. Yeah. Uh, I like that pick. They've just yeah. been so bad lately. I don't, yeah, I don't know. It'll turn around this week. It'll turn around yeah. this week, right? Definitely. Let's see. I'm going to go uh, Dark Horse. Uh, I'll go with Ross Chastain. You know, he's very hit or miss at places. This was the place he scored his first career victory in Xfinity. So, yeah, Ross Chastain. Well, uh, uh, oh. no, you go ahead. You got sorry. Ahead. I'm going to go with Matt DiBenedetto. Um, because I th- he finished twice. He finished second in both races last year, I believe. Yeah, he did. So I'm going to go with Benedetto. You said exactly what I was going to say. Matt Benedetto for me as well. I, sh- I should have gone first because, yeah, I-, I was also thinking Matt Benedetto and, and y'all kind of took the words away. I'm always trying to think if there's another driver to kind of shout out, like, who to watch for. Uh, Bubba Wallace, like I said, I know he's good at Bristol, but he ran up near the top 10 in his first race with Booty Barker. Yeah, never know. Maybe, maybe another top 10 this weekend. Yeah. Maybe they just... Found a spark. I don't know. Man, we'll see what happens with that. I'll be real. I, I mean, maybe it's changed since. And by the way, Brad Keselowski is not an underdog pick. Um, I saw a lot of Matt DiBenedetto. You know, a lot of Chase Elliott's too. Or yeah. One guy is maybe Chase Elliott. I saw a lot of Matty D's in there earlier. That's what I saw. I, I, think yeah, I still see a lot. Yeah. yeah, I'm saying 21. I'm saying Matt's name. I'm saying Matty D. It's, it's Matt DiBenedetto. Yeah. Okay. Now, let's move on here now. Who is going to win? Who's going to win? Who is going to win this weekend? <laughs> Who's going to win this weekend? There's a maniacal laugh from Jared. <laughs> it's funny, man. It's funny. Who's going to win this weekend at Las Vegas? Uh, who wants to go first? Anybody. I'm feeling funky. There's no way I'm picking the same guy as Jarrett this weekend. <laughs> All right. I know I, I bashed his teammate or didn't bash, but I said he was going to suck. But uh, I think Las Vegas, I think mile and a halfs are low key, the most unpredictable track in the cup series style track. Like with this package, we've seen Cole Custer swooping and winning a mile and a half in the last year, this year alone. I, like the Hendrick cars early in the season seem to be the best. Well, Hendrick, Kyle Larson seemed to be the best at mile and a half early this yeah. season. I'm not sure they're going to be as dominant. In fact, I would say they're probably not going to be quite as dominant. I still think Larson will be a contender today or this weekend, but I'm going with a Penske car. I'll go with Ryan Blaney. Damn. I think Ryan Blaney wins it. Damn. Is that who you picked, Jared? That was going to be my pick. Oh, what? what? Was. No, no, wow. no. Hey, I'm you're, going to try for that. something you're different just... then. I'm okay, going okay. Kyle Larson. Okay. okay. I'm not right, doing that's... this. I'm going Larson on okay. it. That's a you're solid gonna, you're backup. Gonna, you're going to leave that on the board for me. I'm going to take it. Leave it on the board. You were about to pick him. You were about to take him off the board. I was about to yeah, pick yeah. Kyle Larson as well. So I'll go with Larson as well. Uh, spring 2020. He was in contention for it. Last year in the fall, he was in contention for it. Alex Bowman is going to win this weekend. I'm going to, I think uh, this driver is going to come back after a rough Bristol. I think Kevin Harvick's going to win his first race of the season. Yeah, it's been a while. It's certainly been a pick. Who does the chat have? Uh, let's see. We see Chase here. I see. Well, I see a lot of nines. It's from different people. I see. Chat is this just how it's going to be the rest of the year? They just pick Elliot regardless of where There's we're at. There's a civil at. war brewing in the chat. Some people aren't happy with y'all's picks. I like. I pick Larson. Oh yeah, people are good. Oh, there's, no, con- there's conflict in the in the locker room. 
I just realized that might have been a bad idea. <laughs> I'm saying mainly 12, 9, and 5. A little That's bit of Bowman, but mainly those three. Yeah. Yeah, I'm seeing a lot. Oh, I saw four nines and five nines. I see. Oh, my gosh. It's looking like Chase Elliott. There's a lot of yeah. unique ones. Yeah. yeah, it's looking like Chase Elliott. I mean, well, it's starting to change a little bit. Well, watch mm. the chat just picks Chase Elliott the rest of the year. I, I think you got to give it to Elliott. I'm seeing a bunch <laughs> of different ones. Give him, give him the mouse. Yeah, it, 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 it would have worked last year if they'd done that. So, at least in the last two races, right? Give well, the last like five or six, really. Last year would have worked. Yeah, give him the famous Mickey Mouse champion. All jokes, of course. Yeah, if you take that meme serious, then oh, you got. You know, I don't know what to tell you, man. Wow. So aside from Darian and I picking the same person, we all got different people this week. Yeah, and that's what it looks like. Um, we're gonna have a, a bit of a shuffle in the uh, points order here, so we'll see what happens. But yeah, so that'll conclude another preview segment on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. All right. So really quickly. Let me read off the final super chats of the evening, and then we will head out for the uh, for the night. Let me scroll all the way down. If YouTube will cooperate, of course. Sometimes they like to be dumb. Oh, see, yeah, it just keeps freezing. Okay, now it's good. Now it's good. Okay, all right, so let's get going. I will read off the rest of, of the Super Chats. Thank you guys so much for your uh, generosity. Um, Palmer Palmer with the $5 Super Chat. Bought my Dega tickets. Nice. It'll be my first race in person. Even better. Any advice for the best experience? Thanks for what you guys do. I mean, for a race, I mean, just go there, have fun. You know, I mean, it'll be Dega's my first. a different beast, bro. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Beast. It'll be my first race at Dega. Yeah, so I don't so really know what to tell you. I'll be there for both uh, both days next weekend. Oh, and, um, hell yeah! Nice. And I've nice. gone to I've gone to a race at Talladega every every year since 2016. Um, so my my advice: bring binoculars. Okay. Be- best thing to bring. Absolute best thing to bring at Dega. Um, Wait, yeah, Darren, Darren, you weren't there last fall. Plus, I thought you were. Wait, no, it, well, I'm talking about Dega. We're talking about Dega right now. Yeah, I thought you went to that one for some reason. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh-uh. No, I wasn't there. Yeah, I wish I was. I should have been, though. Uh, let's see. Luco with the $5, so with the Canadian $5 Super Chat. Texas Motor Speedway is superior in every way to Bristol Motor Speedway. Meant to trigger Eric. I, yeah, I guess that's a trick. I mean, <laughs> from a nostalgic perspective, I agree with you, honestly. But yeah. that's, but, but, uh, from a but that's factually, factually incorrect. Yeah, yeah that's, basically. Yeah, Michael Willis with the five dollar super chat um, was on an EMS call, so maybe, um, so maybe, um, oh, so maybe Ben mentioned uh, twenty one Tony S pissed he can't run the clash, and then twenty two NASCAR um, everyone's allowed uh, Tony Stewart plus Jimmy Johnson in the LA clash. I mean, what? I guess. What? I guess what he's saying is it, it was worded <laughs> so weird. It was worded so weirdly, but my brain. I, I guess what he's saying is is that Tony Stewart was pissed he couldn't run in the Clash. So um um uh, this year. So next year, perhaps maybe we'll see Stewart and Johnson. Perhaps maybe run. I don't know. NASCAR Legends. Maybe hey, in the Clash. Put him in a car. He says anyone can race their way in through heat races. Mm, yeah. so, I, I'm just saying the 25 car. I'm just saying to yeah. put him in anything. Yeah, put him in anything. Oh wait, Johnson had a game like that. Anything, Jimmy Johnson's anything with wheels. Let's let's be real though. If Johnson did come back, give him the 48. Bowman could take the 88 for one race. Yeah, yeah, give him back his old 48. I think Danny, okay. yeah, he can agree on that. Yeah, he'll agree on that. I don't. Well, the sponsor. Well, actually, the sponsor's ally. So yeah, they'd probably be fine with that. <laughs> no disrespect, to Alex Bowman, but get a 48 Carvana car. Oh boy! Ooh, that be that would look good. We'll see. I, 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 actually, I could say ally just being like, okay, Bowman, you take purple ally, Jimmy. You can be white ally. Hey, 
Chip Ganassi built a next gen car. I know they're going out. They're not racing next they year. They did. But, they do have a next gen car. But they they've do. got a next gen car. Maybe they're able to run that in the clash and just go out in a blaze of glory. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, t- hey, take this car that Ross tested and just go smash it, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens with that. Reenact your IndyCar career so far. Oh, no. Hey, hey he, he did have run. a best finish. Yeah. His best finish of his yeah. career last weekend. So. Was what, like 17th? 17th, though. But hey, he's improving. <laughs> he's improving, little He's improving. So, uh, Luca with another $5 Canadian Super Chat. Thanks, buddy. Uh, Darian's internet bugging right now. Was it? Nah, I think it's been pretty it's, good on my it's, yeah. it's, it's, It looks very, very blurry. I, I don't think it's your internet. I, I think you were messing with OBS settings, and I think it's – we'll talk about it after yeah, the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll yeah, talk we'll, about it. We're testing out a few things. That's, it'll be fixed. Yeah. We'll, That's why it's a podcast. You can still listen to us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. And then uh, Dominic underscore Foxy13 with, the, uh, with another Canadian Super Chat, $2. Thanks, man. Sips. Pepsi Zero uh, Sugar or uh, excuse me Sips Pepsi Zero Sugar Angrily I guess he's mad at your uh, Pepsi comment earlier Jared that's probably why Oh, boo hoop. No, I was kidding. Hey, hey, I like all soda. Well, um, water's the way to go, of course. Just uh, that's fair. Opinion. Yeah, my personal opinion. That's fair. Uh, Jacob with the Canadian $5 super chat. Man, a lot of Canadians in, in the um, chat tonight. Thanks, man. Really appreciate it. Um, I learned last night that Richard Petty made his NASCAR debut at Exhibition Place in Toronto. Weird. Yeah, I didn't even know that. Mm, I know. I didn't Random. know that. Yeah, interesting facts. Thanks for telling me that. I had no clue. Um, hot piss with the $5 super chat for Miscraft. Um, I go to Kings Island and Cedar oh. Point all the time. I went to, um, what is this? Um, Carowinds, I think it's Carowinds. 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 Take it. Carowinds after Bristol. Uh, Fury 325 is great. So I'm sure it's, you're familiar yeah. with that. It's a great roller coaster. Yeah. Hey, um, Intimidator 305's, uh, uh, excuse me, um, Intimidator 305 at King's, King's Dominion. Dominion. Yes. Yep. So freaking great, cool. Great roller coaster. Top 10 for yeah. sure in the world. So freaking cool. It's great. So we have a few more super chats to read off. Flying Gator with the two hour super chat. Um, Elliot versus Harvick, a gladiator fight at the Coliseum. Yes, book it. Tag the Twitter account right now that hasn't tweeted in seven years. Book it right now. Let's go. <laughs> Rico92 with the five hour super chat. Cancel the all star race so the teams can have um, um, other uh, another weekend off and save money. Go, Daniel Suarez. And, and that's debatable. We'll see. But uh, that's fair. Well, they're cost, uh, cost saving. Cost saving. Yeah, cost saving. Yeah, yeah. Got to get money hungry. Definitely, that's for sure. Uh, A10 um, uh, with the two hour, uh, uh, excuse me, with, with the two. With the $2 super chat, if they want to cut costs, get rid of stage racing. What? How do... How does that? I'm sorry. I'm, that doesn't do anything. I, I, I'm a little confused. I don't know how that. I, you maybe have to it's like that. more cautions and restarts, more crashes. Hypothetically, oh, I, don't, man, I maybe, don't know. Maybe, maybe. I'm trying to understand it. <laughs> James Greer with the five dollars super chat. I hope to see y'all at Dega next weekend. I'm only going Saturday. Hey, if we run into you, don't be afraid to say hello. Thanks, man. Yours truly, Chris, with the five dollars super chat. Good seasons, hangovers. Um, SHR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They haven't been on point really since on, on both cup and Xfinity. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, and finally, Luco with another $5 super chat. Thanks, man. It, it uh, simply says, I hate Denny Hamlin. Oh, no. Damn. It says, hey, just, I guess. Oh, okay. Doesn't like Hamlin. My feelings. Hey, is that Jordan Fish's burner? 
Uh, I guess, I guess, maybe so. I don't know. But. I love you too. Oh man, that's funny. <laughs> but yes, that'll do it for the super chat reads. Thank you guys so much for your guys' generosity tonight. Um, what an awesome show. Um, that'll basically conclude um, conclude it for another edition of the of the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. Uh, what channel are we on next week? Hold on, let me scroll down. Oh, I'm mine. Yes, yes, we are on Eric Esep's channel next Wednesday, September 29th at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. We'll have the uh, Vegas recap as well as you know going over um, that week's news uh, no guests this week yet but I mean hey guests or no guests. never know who yeah. will happen we'll still do yeah. the show either way a show is happening next Wednesday so yes next Wednesday on Eric Esteps channel September 29th and uh, before we head off just uh, wanted to say really quick thank you so much to Miscraft for uh, coming on tonight uh, before we head out um, where can people find you on social media besides YouTube uh, yeah, so I've got uh, Instagram accounts. Uh, I don't. I think it's Misscraft seventy four. Then I have Twitter, of course, Misscraft underscore Cup. And um, yeah, I, I, I push cars in circles and take pictures of them. That's me. Now tell me, what season are you currently on? Was it like season seven or eight, something Se- like that? Seven, yeah, seven. And I'm about to start a truck series season. So oh, we're working on that. That'll be nice. That'll be nice. I'll have to sign up for uh, one of your races. It's been a while since and, I've signed up for like stop motions. It's been years. Yeah. I think. Well, I don't do st- I don't do signups because it's gotten to the point oh. where so many people so yeah that, but um smart yeah and they'll send you a, a custom truck yeah. <laughs> custom truck right yeah uh, there was one <laughs> fun fact that i i wanted to mention earlier but i live in the same i, I live in the same as uh, town as rutledge wood by oh. the way hmm. so that's pretty interesting nice <laughs> we're so sorry no, no! no! <laughs> Eric, what, bro, Eric, chill, 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 Eric. Damn. So if you guys, if you ever, if you guys ever want to uh, roast him some more in person, just come on down and I'll, <laughs> you'll find him for us. So like, go hey, to, we'll go to the local dirt track. <laughs> I feel like it was uh, Homestead 2019. We were walking by Rutledge and he was doing something. All, all of us started like messing with him. He's like, hey, <laughs> I mean, I don't have any problem. I, I thought I said that because I thought that was the cool thing to say was to make fun of Rutledge. I mean, he makes fun of himself. Uh, can we talk for a second? Why the heck did they do the exact same little helmet throw bit uh, during the Xfinity and the Cup Series race with Rutledge I, and Petty and Dale Jarrett? No, they literally did the exact know. same bit. Like they did it a second time. They did two takes, two days in a row. I thought that was really weird. But usually, hey, like, you know, oh, we're at Bristol. That man just throw helmets there. Yeah, yeah, and they literally made the same joke too about like, oh, that's fifteen hundred dollars right there. Ho, ho, that's like a lot of money you're tossing around right there. Oh, you know. And, and, then, like, and, and then, like, uh, like, 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 like Jeff Burton stepped in and was like, "Hey, that's actually mine. You don't need to throw it." <laughs> they literally, they made, it was just weird that they did like the same bit. It was like, it was like a theater performance where you've seen the same show uh, twice, and it's a little different, but not really. You know that they follow the script. Anyway, no, I like Redwood. I just that's I just, funny. Yeah, it's really funny. I feel like his whole like humor is self-deprecating. You know. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So uh, that that just about does it. Uh, yep, get the Dell call ready. So um, let me do my outro and uh, we'll get started here. Anyways, really appreciate um, you, um, you guys tuning in to tonight's edition of the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. Thank you guys so much for watching. This is Black Flags Matter. Catch you next time. Cue the outro. I did not hear it at all. Did you guys hear it? Yeah. That? Is he is he even blowing? I don't know. He he did his best. Tr- he did his best. He's trying so hard. It's just weird at the Goodbye. You did your best here. Hurt, Jerry. <laughs>
Eric Estep here. This episode is brought to you by Forney Industries. Get it done with green. Forney offers a full line of welding and plasma cutting machines, metalworking accessories, and more. For do-it-yourselfers all the way to professional metalworkers, Forney has everything you need for your next project. Shop Forney's top-of-the-line products at forneyind.com. That's Forney, F-O-R-N-E-Y, ind, I-N-D.com, or at an authorized Forney dealer near you.